With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 14 days to flatten the perv. Uh, what I mean by that is, in 14 days, the resignation of Governor Andrew Cuomo will be official. The man is out and good riddance. Everybody is happy. Literally Everybody. Even the people who pretended to be Cuomo sexuals are pretending like they don't like Cuomo now, or I guess maybe they were pretending to have liked him in the first place. But it's more than just his resignation. He said he knew the writing was on the wall. Democrats and Republicans wanted him out, so he decided to resign because he was facing impeachment. He's actually facing arrest and criminal prosecution. Recently, a sheriff came out and said, if these accusations you know, have weight, we will arrest and charge Andrew Cuomo. Now, that remains to be seen. I mean, maybe he's resigning now because he's trying to get out while he still can because he could potentially be arrested for some of these accusations. And they're pretty nasty accusations. But I tell you what, the one thing that kind of bums me out, he's not resigning because he murdered all those old people. He's resigning because of the accusations from female staffers and stuff. So at the very least, you know what? It's a good thing that he's gone. So we'll definitely get into that. We got a bunch of other stories. We'll talk about the economy. And, uh, you know, we'll just have a, a good hangout because we're being joined by Michaela Peterson. Thank you, you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Michaela Peterson. Uh, I have a podcast. I'm probably more well known for my all meat lion diet. Yes, yeah. that. Uh, I'm Jordan Peterson's daughter. I'm well known for that as well. Uh, that's pretty good. I have a YouTube channel, Instagram. There I'm really go. happy to be here. Right I'm on. Horrified by <laughs> your, your Biden <laughs> eating a child cartoon. You have to give credit uh, uh, for that one to George Alexopoulos mm-hmm. uh, because we have Joe Biden for some reason eating a child. <laughs> and it's just it's just I think it's inspired by Junji Ito, the famous like Japanese manga horror novelist. But it's we've had one person who came in and was just like, this seems really, you know, like conspiratorial and creepy. And I'm like, it's a it's a gag. Like we have a bunch oh, yeah. of we, we've got Snow White zombie apocalypse as well. Right. Like It's not it doesn't mean anything. It's just silly. We have like a beautiful Aurora Borealis over there as well. Yeah, yeah that Don't. is out of place. <laughs> that is really out of place. <laughs> uh, you know, we like uh, we like horror. We have the other one with Trump and uh, Rogan. We took that one down a little while yeah. ago. We rotated them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. OK, so, we'll, you know, we'll talk about we have a lot to talk about uh, what's going on. We here. do. What's up, duh? Good to see you, bro. Well, you, you seen me no. yesterday. It is. I mean, yeah. It's just as good as it was yesterday. Hey, well. thanks for coming, Mikhail. I'm so glad. I want to talk about diet, man, because this is what you're doing. This is like the conversation I think we need to have as a society and a species with obesity running rampant and COVID, you know, attacking people with, with obesity. It mm-hmm. like, seems like people... 30, 30.2% of hospitalizations were uh, due to obesity, says, says the CDC. And you're on... Yikes. Whatever you want. I don't even or, know what you call it, but like a meat fast or whatever it is. I'll just clarify real quick. They said... People who got COVID and were obese, like 30% of those people who were hospitalized with COVID were obese. Ah. I want to make sure I'm very clear. It's very sad. I saw an article okay. that said that it was China had recalled a bunch of ice cream because it, the ice cream was contaminated with COVID. It was like a... That's is, that a, is that a joke? No, no. it was an article. I, and it was it's like a Newsweek ago, article yeah. or something crazy. And, and well, had, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into all that So it was an animal fat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also here in the corner. I'm very excited to hear what uh, Michaela Peterson has to say because I've tried to go carnivore. It's very challenging, but it sounds like I'm going to have to try it. We'll see how we feel after today's show. 
And don't forget, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and help support our fierce and independent journalism directly. And also, you'll get access to our exclusive members-only podcasts. We will have one up tonight, of course. And you'll get an advertisement-free experience. That being said, let's jump into this first big story. It is the end of Andrew Cuomo. Mm. TimCast.com reports Cuomo quits. Andrew Cuomo resigns as New York governor over a harassment scandal. Now, here's my favorite thing about this, right? He's got all these women. I think 11 women now have accused him of impropriety. One of them is actually a criminal complaint. I think there may be another criminal complaint. He could potentially get arrested over this. The phoniest thing was, and this is what I'm really fascinated by, um, I guess interestingly because of something your dad actually said, Michaela. Cuomo's, Cuomo said he never felt he crossed the line with these women, but he didn't realize how far the line has actually moved. So his argument is touching a woman's face and shoulders and rubbing her elbow and all that stuff is totally fine and acceptable. But now you have these women actually coming out and saying, you crossed the line. He's shocked by it. Now he's resigning over it. So there was an interview uh, uh, that uh, with Vice that Jordan Peterson had where he mentioned that men and women working in the workplace has been a disaster. And I think what he meant by that was things like this. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree if I would use words that, that, you know, that strongly, but there is a good point to be made that the line is definitely not as easily seen, perhaps. And maybe that's because people like Cuomo are old and disrespectful. I don't know. What do you guys think? They used to smack each other in the movies, like in the 50s. Guy, like, what's his name, would backhand a woman, and it was, like, socially acceptable. Crazy how things have changed. I feel it depends what you look like, too. Yes. I mean, maybe if you look does. like Cuomo, people are like, don't touch my elbow. <laughs> like, I think that's a big part to play. Is that what he got in trouble for? Was it just like elbow touching or was it something like more? Yeah, there's something more. But, mm. you know, if we say too much, YouTube will probably if we. Ah, OK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One, I think one of the accusations is legit like a criminal offense. Yeah. And he might get arrested for it. But uh, hey, look, innocent until proven guilty. Here's the issue that he admitted it. Not the most egregious offense. He's denied that. But most women like there's a photo of him holding a woman's face. Like, he's literally got his hands yeah. on the sides of her head. <laughs> okay. And then she claimed he touched her inappropriately. Yeah, and Cuomo was like, I never touched her inappropriately. And there's a photo of him literally holding the woman's head. And <laughs> I'm like. just like, that's not inappropriate. That's really <laughs> that's, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What year was it? How old is this guy? Was it, When he grew up, it was like a normal thing for dudes to walk up to women and just grab their heads. What? And that was like a, a, a sign of endearment <laughs> or something. Normal. Is that normal? <laughs> I don't think the head grabbing thing was real. I think like a hand around the, the waist when you're walking by or something, if you're like an old dude or like on the shoulder or something, or like maybe on the f side of the head, like I can see that coming from an old man who's just doesn't know what things are like now. But uh face grab, that's a little odd. Face grab. Like, yeah. like two hands. Yeah, yeah. two hands. Oh, no. we, I yeah. think we talked about it on the show before too, and like we showed the photo and she's got this look on her face like, <laughs> oh, no. dear Lord, help me, my face. Yeah, like, oh man. The, the other best part about it is that when he was defending himself a few days ago, <laughs> he plays this video where he's like, I do it to everybody. If you're white, if you're black, if you're gay or straight, a man or a woman. And he's showing videos of him grabbing oh, people's no. heads. Okay. And like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I feel like that's fair then. He's like, it's just my thing. I don't know. To, I, like, <laughs> I don't know. 
man. Just because he does it to everybody, I don't, I don't think <laughs> makes, makes it No, it worse. doesn't make it, it doesn't make it, it makes it worse. worse. Oh, it makes it worse. Okay. I think it makes it worse. <laughs> I think it makes it better. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's not good for him and it's probably not a good social thing to do as a person, but like, then it's, you're not special, lady. So wasn't his defense, um, I'm Italian? Cause that seems like I feel a like that's also, a, I feel like that's also a good excuse. That's part of it. That could be. Like, I'm Italian, I'm old and I do it to everyone. Is yeah. that, can like, we no? confirm that, that he, that he said that? It's not, don't blame me, blame the Italian, blame the Italian. <laughs> the Italian. In me. What I, I know that he mentioned it. I don't know if it was actually his defense that I was like, what, dude? I know Italians like to talk with they their kiss hands. kiss each other's cheeks. Yeah. yeah but I get that. It, yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, dude, that might be a little bit too much. And if people are giving you signs, like as you're getting older, you need to be paying. Maybe you don't care though. I mean, haven't you noticed like the older older you get, the older you get, the less you care. Can you imagine what happens when you hit like that that age? How old is he? Uh, 65 maybe? Yeah, he's over 60. I guess, I guess he said, I'm an over 60 Italian American male. The Boston Globe says that is not a defense for harassment. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not though. Okay. To be fair, things have definitely changed. The lines have moved. Like, girls can now take you in for anything. Like, if you put... I feel weird when people put their hand on my waist. I find that to be strange Lower back? Yeah, like, lower back. Like, I find that to be a little bit weird. Like, please don't do that to me if you take a picture. I feel like that's always made people feel a little weird, though. I don't think that's... I don't think the line, like... I can't... Well... I'm not sure, I think it depends on how the guy looks. I think you might be right about that too. Like if you've seen that cartoon where it's like this really ugly guy and she's like, Oh, it's sexual harassment. And then the same thing happens with this really good looking guy. And she's yeah. Like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know, you yeah. go out for dinner or whatever. It's totally different. I don't know. Women are really kind of strange and touchy now too, though. So it might be like way different, especially for, yeah. Pe- people older. have gotten touchier for sure. It's, yeah. I, I mean, Women that, have always been strange though. That's true. Hands though. on the waist is like opportunity it's like a it's like an act of opportunity for a guy from yeah. my perspective it yeah. definitely is like you're going you're crossing the line it feels like you're like you're this like wild beast and <laughs> I, I can't i can't condone that i was, that's, trouble, I, was yeah. I was raised though so maybe that's why i think that we we have this uh the comment that's the, the comic the meme. i was talking about yeah, yeah it's uh it's this like suave looking guy with his hand in his pocket it's like looking good susan and she says oh you're so you're sweet yeah yes. and the next one is yeah, yeah. like a chubby portly guy and he says looking good susan and she says hello human resources <laughs> yeah the funny thing about this is mad magazine made a similar comic a long time ago it was a mad look at public it was, it was a mad look at love or something like that i can't remember i remember reading it when i was a kid and it shows two beautiful looking people and they're like kissing in public. I think that's what I've seen. And then everyone's going like, oh. Mm-hmm. And the next panel was two fat people doing it. And everyone's like, mm, all angry. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something really interesting about it though. When you mention like the hand on the back or whatever, like, is that sexual? Is it, is it, is the man walking with the woman and like putting his hand on the small of her back and like guiding her forward? Is he doing that as some kind of like, Perverse yes. or sexual action, or is, says yes. I wouldn't say I don't know perverse, but I would say if like whenever that's been done to me, I've been like, I get what's that kind of like yeah. what's going on yeah. thing. Yeah, it's not like you know maybe upper back, maybe that's like kind of guiding, but anything like lower back, I at least have the bodily response of like, okay, what's happening I, here? And I think that's because that's not often touched, and I think that's just the bottom yeah. line. Putting your hands on someone's face. To me, that's yeah, really face. weird. Like, that's yeah, a strange yeah. crossing. If you put your hand on some... Six-year-old Italians, though, yeah, all yeah. the time. I don't know, man. I don't know. Cuomo grabbing some much. lady's head. <laughs> I mean, you can handshake is fine. A high yeah. five is cool. Yeah. A fun. hug if you both, like, want to. But yeah. that... So there are different ways that you can hug somebody, too. Like, you don't usually... 
you don't usually hug a guy like full on up front, up close. Hug him like a triangle or whatever, a whatever triangle. you want to do, or on one side. But it's how do you it's, hug like a triangle? You just like keep your lower bodies apart. It's oh, crazy. you like yeah. lean your chest? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We have oh, we yeah. have the, the photo. Picture. Oh no, it's it's not like he's grabbing her head, but he's got his hands like under her, her like on, on her neck. Yeah, and he's holding her up. I'm sorry, you can't. But see he's him, got Michaela. this weird lip biting thing going on at the same time. Yeah. Ooh, yuck. So see, that's the line. <laughs> he looks really creepy. It's like, creepy. in the woman's face, she's like, like wow, man. You know what bothers me about this is that people are, it feels like people are piling on. I don't like this, this behavior where one person comes out and is like, he, he aggressed on me and then, and then two more and then three more and then all of a sudden there's 11 people. And like, I don't want to set a precedent or, or continue a precedent that it's okay to pile on. Well, why not though? I mean, look, if, if these women are scared to speak up because he's powerful, he's Cuomo. And then one one woman finally says, look what he did. And then another woman feels comfortable now because she feels she wouldn't be alone in this. Like someone broke the barrier so that others could come forward. Yeah. And it comes out like a, a, a dam breaking. Right. It's tricky because sometimes you have that for popularity, right? You're like, oh, it also happened to me. And then you get your name in the news. And so. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. But, but also I think just as human beings, especially if they're not outspoken ones, it's really hard to be the first to do something. And so you could easily be being like, well, maybe I'm the only one. No one's going to believe me. Maybe it'll just go away type of thing. Although if it's just like a hand, a head hold. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So here's right. like, there, there's something like it's not yet. There, Although there's worse, apparently. Yeah. But. There is something uh, interesting here, though, that I think we need to consider when it comes to men and women working in the same place. I don't think there will ever be a circumstance where there could be true social equality in the sense, not like workplace, like uh, career or, or revenue, but just what you can or cannot say to a man and woman will never be equal. Right. Mm. What two men can say to each other. They will never be allowed to say between a man and woman what two women can say to each other. They can't say to men. So one example would be like the one I always give is if uh, uh, two guys are like, you know, coming into work. One guy's in the elevator and then the other guy walks in and he goes, oh, damn, that's a new suit, huh? Man, you get that tailored? You're looking cut. So you got a new haircut, too, man. (laughs) Punches him in the shoulder or pats him on the shoulder. Or what if he says like, sup, sexy? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but I think the issue of complimenting a guy's new tailored suit, like, wow, Jim, new suit, looking killer. That is amazing. You get that specially done, plus the haircut, man, it's working really well. That's like a guy complimenting, being like, you're looking sharp, man, totally fine. Now imagine the woman walks in wearing a dress. Whoa, did you get that dress tailored? That is looking sharp. Wow, I love what you're yeah, doing with this look. The sirens are going yeah, all, all, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa. Does it depend? 
Okay, I agree. First of all, I agree. And I think for the majority of women, it would be weird. I think that there are certain types of personalities that would be able to work with men. I don't think it's the average woman, though. I'm kind of in agreement mm-hmm. there. I think there's, well, like, obviously men and women can work together, but there's going to be some weird dynamic, and you're going to be like, is this going to be offensive, or how is this going to be taken? What can I say exactly? Um, I, personally, I'll tell people this. So I, I have a team of people. Everybody who works for me right now are men. And I used to, my best friend used to work with me, and she's a girl. And that was fine, but we're, like, very similar people, pretty disagreeable, and, and I could tell her whatever, and she's not offended by anything. Um, but I've noticed if I hire someone and they're female, I have to be careful about how I talk to them, uh, even give, giving criticism. I like I, I feel like, and maybe it's me, but I feel like I have to be a little bit nicer, a little mm-hmm. bit more gentler. Whereas with a dude, I can be like, can you just not do this again? And they're like, yeah, no problem, won't do it again. But if it's female, I'm like, okay, you did like this a little bit wrong. Here's how to do it a little bit better. Overall, you're doing a great job. Everything's fine. Please don't be upset. This is, no, this is really interesting. I, I remember reading there was a study about gender discrimination in the workplace that found women, female bosses are equally as likely to discriminate as a male boss. Yeah, maybe if not more. But it was just equal? I think it said something like it was equal as likely. Like it, the issue wasn't um, the, the, gender, the, the gender of the boss. The issue was the behavior of the employees. And then there was like a tendency among women, like more agreeableness and things like that, mm-hmm. which resulted mm-hmm. in the more like executive stern types to behave in a specific way that was not related to, to gender or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think a lot of that's personality. Yeah. And I, I think you're completely right because I am, <clears throat> like you said, I am the kind of person who wants to know how I can improve, not just that I did something wrong. So please, like, give me positive feedback and be like, all right, so you did well with this, did well with this, this needs work, and this is fine. So I think that that management style of, like, two you know, a positive, negative, and positive, like the sandwich, is very much like a feminine thing and trying to protect Yeah, I think that's a good go. management style anyway. It just yeah. takes more effort than just being like, look, I don't, I like you as a person. It's not offensive. It's just, can you fix this next time? Right. And then instead of having somebody soul crushed. Do you think that, like, behavior transcends gender? That and that because I know Jordan talks a lot about this. I mean, I'm obsessed with that guy. What's up, dude? Um, but, <laughs> but like that, that men and women have like intrinsic, you know, behavioral patterns. Not that every woman has it, but that women are more, you know, nurturing and men Agreeable. are more into things. Women are more into people. But does that is that it's not always the case. Obviously, there are people that that transcend that that dichotomy. And I wonder if you know, especially with the what were the age of like a thousand genders and and heteronormativity and and what do you call it postmodernism, mm-hmm. like maybe there's something maybe maybe we're all becoming like genderless, you know, babies in so. test tubes. I don't think so. I, I mean, think, I think yeah. I think society is changing in a way that encourages certain behaviors and stuff, but testosterone plays a role, man, mm-hmm. in a lot of things. I think people are getting sicker, and that's part of the problem. Interesting. Like, I think that if you're on, I mean, I don't know what percentage of the population is on some sort of, like, psych med at the moment. Or on, yeah, and since COVID, it's gotten worse. And those things have, like, they make people different than they are. So I think people, like, obviously people are getting sick. One in five people have an autoimmune disorder. People are gaining weight, like, mad. And I think that comes with mental problems. And I think that screws up your behavior, including probably the more normal like feminine and masculine behavior. It's interlinked, I think. I think yeah. people who are living unhealthy lives are more likely to have some kind of illness that requires medication, which then in turn creates this cycle of 
addiction and endless ailment, I suppose. I do want to, I think we should, we should, uh, I want to loop back to this, this other story we have because I think that will lead us into a bigger conversation about like diet and health and stuff that I want to save for a little bit. Because we have this story that, uh, it beautifully jumps us into how critical race theory is, is, uh, I shouldn't say critical race theory, but critical gender theory, critical race theory and wokeism mm-hmm. is make, it, it's, it's manifesting in society. So as we're talking about like Cuomo and women and stuff and these dynamics, we have this story, Nick Cannon calls having children with one woman a Eurocentric concept. The TV presenter has seven children with four different <laughs> oh women. My. So perhaps he's only saying that because <laughs> he's non-monogamous. But they say, Cannon welcomed twins, Zion Mixolydian and Zillion Air with oh. Abby De La Rosa on June 14th. His son, Zen, whom he shares with model Alyssa Scott, was born nine days after Zillion and Zion. Additionally, Cannon welcomed daughter Powerful Queen, Back in December with Brittany Bell, with whom he also shares four-year-old son Golden. Cannon is also dad to 10-year-old twins, son Moroccan and daughter Monroe, with ex-wife Mariah Carey, says People Magazine. Wow, I didn't know that about him. Holy moly. Yeah. So uh, when pressed <laughs> about having multiple children with so many women, Cannon said monogamy was a Eurocentric concept just to classify property. Uh, just like the idea that a man should have one woman. We shouldn't have anything. I have no ownership over this person. If we're really talking about how we coexist and how we populate, it's about what exchange can we create together. Those women and all women are the ones that open themselves up to say, I would like to allow this man in my world and I will birth this child. So it ain't my decision. I'm just following suit. This, this is amazing. The, I mean, it's, he's basically absolving himself of some responsibility when it comes to having these kids in a way that we're probably not used to. I hear from people all the time. The dude will say something like, we're pregnant, like referring to him okay, and his significant that, other. Yeah. But you hear that a lot. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of <laughs> repulsive. <laughs> like, no, right. we're I, pregnant. I, Fuck you. Have you been dark. pregnant? You're not pregnant. <laughs> I guess. But the point is, like, that's the, at least the guy is saying, like, this is something we're doing together. Like, I guess. This is him being like, hey, they wanted to have kids. Don't look at me. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. I see where you're coming from. Mon- Monroe <laughs> is a great name for a girl. Um, that wasn't what you're looking at for a comment, but <laughs> interesting um, names, right? Powerful that, queen. I feel like, though, to be fair, for Amen, Nick Cannon, <laughs> like he probably he must have had discussions with these women that was like, "This is who I am, and I'm. This is how your life is going to be. Do you want to do this?" And they still were like, "Yes." So I don't. I don't do you know think, or was he just like, "By the way, you're nine months pregnant. There's two other people who are Whoa. also eight, Come seven on, like, months hold, pregnant." Come on, hold on. He had a kid in December. Mm. Yeah. He, he, then now he's having another kid. Like. They must know, I guess. Yes, right. Yeah, they must know because she would kids. have been visibly pregnant unless they must know. Unless he hit, I don't, I don't have no I, idea. I, I think, you know, what it may be is that in the modern world of, of feminism, these women have the means to take care of themselves. Yeah. So they're less concerned about whether yeah. or not there's going to be a dad who's going to be mm-hmm. paying for and supporting the family. The, yeah. ca- the Catholic Church. I see where they're saying about the Eurocentric thing is because, like, the Catholic Church is big on monogamy, and it, I don't know if they were doing it for control uh, or if they wanted the the man to stay with the woman to raise the family. Um, but like, when you look at the Muslim faith, they would have a guy would have like seven wives. Yeah, but in the Muslim world, the man is still a part of the family. Like, you have more than one wife, but it becomes you take like care a, of them. right a big family, and you're there and taking care of them and all the kids. Right? Am I crazy? Well, theoretically, I that's mean, what yeah, we're told. I just, I just want to point out: people in Asia get married 
it's it, it, this is this is the problem with this critical race theory stuff. It's it's just a lie, an excuse to to for whatever behavior they're engaging in that they want an excuse to engage in. So sure, if it is like monogamy is the the traditional or social norm, and now you're trying to not do that, so you just blame Eurocentric, you know, yeah, Eurocentrism or whatever. It's like Asians got married, and they're very family oriented. You know, the kids. How long? How long have they been getting married for? In Asia. Yeah. I don't know the history, but I do know that, you know, um, you just think about the concept of arranged marriages, for instance, that go back thousands of years. I think Not they, would, like have, they would have concubines in Asia. So they would they would have one wife and then like seven concubines. And it would be women that they just had sex with and had kids with. No, I, I think I think certainly people do that. That was an Asian cultural thing. And like the Mongols would have concubines. They would have lots of... They weren't. Why? That's the thing is they would get around it by saying, you know, she's just my side. Right, lady. but there are Asian cultures that are very family oriented. They were very like, you know, they they had these 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 ideas of, um, you know, different clans would would come together, different families essentially. What What do you guys think about monogamy in general? Like, is it the way of the future? I think uh, two parents is scientifically, if you look at most of the data, proven to. Uh, help raise kids better, I suppose. Or I suppose it should be the standard, and kids who don't have two parents in the house end up doing poorly, more likely to do drugs, more likely to go to jail. So I think that's important. But ultimately, I think there's a lot of people, we've got to make sure we don't fall into the trap of, this is the way it's always been, so this is the way we must keep Mm -hmm. doing it. We need to make sure that we're constantly looking at like what actually helps and benefits society. Now, we know two parents does. So it's a problem then when you see like Black Lives Matter say that we want to, you know, what do they say? Disrupt the nuclear family. Yeah. We don't we don't want kids with single parents. You know, that's that the data shows that's really bad for them. So I don't know if I, I would say monogamy is a path towards that. But I don't know, man, we're, we're, we're a perpetually libertarian society in a way. Now, we've got this weird authoritarianism, which is more disruptive of tradition as opposed to being pro-freedom. So I don't I don't know ultimately what happens, but I can say I think the direction the critical race theorists, critical gender theorists want to go would be more destructive, mm-hmm. whether you're for or against monogamy. They would Native Americans, I think, and don't, I, they may not be the Native Americans, but there were tribes I think where they would raise all the whole tribe would raise all the kids because the guys would have sex with all the women. None of the women knew who the father was, so they would like collectively raise all the children together. That's interesting. I never heard that. To me, that almost sounds a little bit like a communistic way to raise children. It's like when Hillary Clinton was saying it takes a village to raise a child. That's a little bit strange to me. And Ian, you mentioned the church, and that's interesting to me as well, because the way I was raised, we were taught that um, Christ is the head of the church and treated the church as his wife. So it was like a big literally like a big family but it wasn't like that communistic raising of the kids it was like a structure for the way that the family should be mom dad kids and it was like really simple really fundamental really basic and we can see that that's a good way to raise kids is to have both parents in the home they need to be together it needs to be structural i'm hugely in favor of monogamy if possible yeah but i think everything's just falling apart well yeah that's true i think everything's falling apart i've always wondered so there's studies on monogamy not to be like the anti-monogamy person because i'm not but the studies on monogamy showing two-parent households lead to like more success for your children people who end up splitting up also aren't as well generally speaking right Uh, so like are all those studies controlling for like iq and mental illness and things because you could say i mean if you're going to have two people who are not doing well in the same house but would be doing better apart hmm. i would argue that it's better to have both parents happy than have them arguing in the same house 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I just I don't know how the studies were done. And That's then were there studies before when monogamy wasn't the main thing? I, I think I would I would assume they account for something like this, but it is a good point. That I doubt it. All these scientific studies that I've read, like there's such glaring flaws. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't account for something. Well, IQ. I mean, no one accounts for IQ anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Loud, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good point though. If like the mom is on drugs and the dad isn't. Yeah. Then it's up. like yeah. yeah. The kid would do a lot better. Yeah. Um, although I guess you run into the risk then of uh, divorce courts favoring women. Right. There was yeah. a, there was an old case that uh, I read about years and years ago where a, a man divorced his wife because she was doing drugs. Oh, no. And then when they went to court, the court sided with the mom. And even though he was like, you can't give my kids to this woman, she is doing drugs. And then she ended up killing them somehow. Jeez. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was some, some negligence or something. She was drugged and, you know, the young kids ended up dying somehow. I, I can't remember the exact story. I mean, you can probably Google something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, divorce court is a whole nother thing, right? Oh, yeah. 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 You get the uh, MGTOW got banned on Reddit. So what? you'll get you'll get all those you know MGTOW really yeah yeah they got they got banned on Reddit a few weeks ago, so uh, you know when you mention all this stuff it's a legitimate problem. If, I didn't if, know they got banned on Reddit. That sucks. That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the censorship it's uh, they're 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 homogenizing their view of what they want the culture to be, so they're excising portions one at a time. You know. Yeah. The legality of marriage is very weird because marriage the word means to mix. So like two people spending a lot of time Mar- together yeah. mixing their energy are essentially in a form of marriage. Whether the law says it or not doesn't really matter. Yeah, so that's like a common law marriage. It's something like seven years with but the I, same person. Oh, in Canada, it's a lot shorter. I think is I it thought really? it was like uh, this is gonna be wrong, but it's two or three. It may be if you're living in the states. same household in yeah. Ontario, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really? pretty. Yeah, it's pretty fast. And I'm pretty sure if you split up after that, if you've been living together, then you still have court to deal with. Oh wow! Even though you're not. Yeah. What if you're just roommates? No, no, no. You have to be in a relationship. Like you have to declare what if, it? Yeah, but what if they say that you are? It's iffy. I would assume that that's still okay. I mean, when you're filling out taxes and things and you can put yourself as common law. So if you started filling that oh, in, I then see. maybe that might screw you out over in the future. But it, it's short. It, I think it's three years. Dude. So so I, I look at look the, 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 the monogamy and polyamory thing and, and polygamy thing, I guess. Polygamy. Like, people talking about that, marrying multiple women. I don't yeah. know about, about that. But uh, we're seeing a lot of these memes now where it's like one woman and like five guys. Like, I don't know, you see him on Reddit. And it's you like, mean the one when she's on the couch? Oh. No, that's a different I mean, one. I'm talking <laughs> slightly different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different one. But uh, different we know context, that one. Um, we're all familiar with that one. No, there's, like a, there's memes of, like, it'll be, like, four dudes on a couch, and they all have their arms around, like, the one one woman. And uh, it's talking about, like, you know, polyamorous relationships Very and things like that. attractive people. Re- regardless of whatever, there's, there's a few things to say. One, not all change is good. Not all change is bad. But I definitely think... This is just a sign of things falling apart. Like to have kids with a bunch of different women and be like, well, you know, they wanted to do it. It's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure he's still going to be there raising his kids, but he's having a lot of kids in a lot of different places and he's not going to be able to provide the same kind of leadership that somebody who is, you know, in a family with kids will be. Yeah. And more to the point, I'm just saying it's just another sign of, I think we're facing, we were facing for a long time cultural stagnation. <laughs> Movies were reboots, comics, everything. It was just regurgitated garbage, lowest common denominator. And now it's cultural decay. It's just, the movies are getting worse. Have it's, you seen Warrior, the TV show? No, is it good? It's so good. Oh, okay. What is it? It's about, uh, sorry to interject. It's about uh, San Francisco and the triads in the 1800s. It's cool. like a cowboy western. 
but right it's on. good cool. it's Asian people. It's epic. Warrior. I, 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 Other I, than that, society's over. But yeah. Yeah. Warrior. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. The, the, uh, Electric Dreams I've been talking about because I just watched that. I think it's a couple years old. I'm not sure. Electric a year old. Dreams. Yeah, it's Philip K. Dick. Like, that's cool. I like that. They adapted the book into, you know, our, our stories into these episodes of the show. It's kind of like Black Mirror. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty okay. good show. It's like an anthology. I'm, I'm not saying there's nothing good happening. It's just like. Just Warrior. There was a period where we made new things. You know, we wrote Christmas music and then we played them over and over again. Then it got to a point where a few years ago, I was like, everything's stagnant. We're rebooting movies. We're remaking comic books, Spider-Man 12. You know, we just keep doing it over and over and over again. The same thing instead of making new things. Now we're at the point where they're starting to regurgitate the same content, but in worse, worse ways. Hmm. Like the movies, you know, Get What Go Broke, as people often bring up when it comes to video games, movies. They'll try to redo Ghostbusters. And this is where the regurgitation becomes <laughs> from stagnation to decay. I see. We should, right. we should call it us the second harvest of the film industry. And that comes from the Native Americans when they would have a, like a famine. They would eat the seeds and then they would poop them out and then sift through it and wash them off and eat them again. Ah, it like they where we're at. A second, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, the I second harvest. That, yeah. that's so so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to jump to this story, <laughs> Get What Go Broke. Because this, this is a good example. We got the story from Yahoo, Washington Examiner. Um, Subway franchisees want to drop Megan Rapinoe's new ad amid Olympic controversy. I think this is a really good example of cultural and political decay. Not only that, it's a get what go broke, right? So they, they, the Subway has that commercial with Megan Rapinoe and she kicks the sandwich at some guy and he catches it. Oh, something like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the Subway sandwich. But then she kneels at the Olympics. And that's a very overtly political move and gesture, which puts you at odds with half the country. If you don't kneel, nobody cares. If you do kneel, you've made half the country angry. So now the subwise, sub, uh, the subwise, the subway franchisees are saying that they're going to be losing money. Let me read the story and then we'll, and we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, from the examiner, they say, subway, subway, did I it. keep doing it again. <laughs> you got this. Subwise. Samwise Gamgee. Subway franchisees are in discussions to drop Team USA soccer star Megan Rapinoe from a new ad amid her national anthem protest at the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. Rapinoe, who signed with the company as a spokeswoman this spring, regularly pushes her political views, usually calls for equal rights and an end to the gender pay gap. These views are getting in the way of the company's reputation and sales, some of the store owners argued during a discussion forum last month. Hmm. At the event hosted by the North American Association of Subway Franchisees, franchisees discussed removing Rapinoe from a new ad where she kicks a soccer ball at a person holding a burrito citing complaints they have received from their customers about her. Quote, Boycott Subway until Subway fires the anti-American Megan Rapinoe, the creep who kneels for our beloved national anthem. A Wisconsin store operator read from a note a customer taped to the glass door of his restaurant. The ad should be pulled and done with, the franchisee subsequently argued. It's, it gets tiring apologizing. The Subway company doesn't own any of its nearly 22,000 stores, but charges franchisees 4.5% of their revenue to for the use of its brand and national advertising campaigns. These campaigns, an Arizona franchisee argued at the forum, should use the revenue to advertise the product, not politics. Spending our money to make a political statement is completely and totally out of bounds. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So here's, here's what wow. I see with this. It is pop culture for half the country to do these things. The politics are, are, are mostly meaningless. Like, the, 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 they, they often don't mean anything. What is, what is, what is kneeling in the Olympics? What, is it, what does it mean? What is it doing? What is it representing? You're not conveying a strong idea. It's just a general protest move. It's not advancing any cause other than corporate politics, I suppose, and signaling to half the country that you agree with some kind of view of the country or whatever. Very much in line, typically, with critical race applied principles, things like the 1619 Project, which are, 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 to me, signs of cultural and political decay in this country. Then you can see how it's affecting business. They're losing money now because of it. So it's enterprise. Now businesses are starting to hurt because of the weird things people are doing. Mm. I think the country is, 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 is split apart in a bunch of different ways. I think culturally, this is the best we have to offer. Like, okay, this is a person on TV who cares about their politics. Now the businesses are getting hurt by it. This just says to me that we've gone from stagnation to decay. The businesses lose money. I mean, you can't do it. Get well, go broke. We knew that something like that would happen. Now they're complaining about it. What do we do? Do we reverse course and say, we're Americans, we love America? Or do we keep propping up celebrities who, for pop culture points, virtue signal about how America is evil or some other garbage? I think it's the fuel. I think it's the food. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm, dude, I don't think you can, like, make Garbage people, in, garbage out. Yeah, you can't make people change. You have to change the 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 environment that they exist within. Well, you, you can make people change, but you, it's, it's not like to go up to a person and be like, stop doing that. It's, it's to be like, here's the thing we're doing that works. Maybe it'll work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you have to start making patriotism cool for young people. Like, it looks like a lot of these ideas travel bottom up. Mm-hmm. Like, if your parents are telling you something, you're just like, screw off, right? But if it comes slowly from the bottom, and the problem right now is with elementary schools and what they're teaching there. It starts at the bottom, and it's just ruined society on the way up. That's what I think. So then how do right. you change that? It's uh, Imagine you got a Jenga tower, and at the very bottom, they're chipping away at those Jenga blocks, mm-hmm. and everything else is going to come crashing down when they do this stuff, yeah. and, and we're seeing the ramifications of that. So, but, but I think it's a little, I think it's, it's, I think the stag- stagnation of our culture is, is, a, um, is an important point to bring up in this context, just that. At a certain point, people started resting on the laurels of their uh, of their ancestors. You know, I, I guess it's like good times make weak men, as mm-hmm. the saying goes, right? So what happens when you have a, a horrible, barren wasteland of a country, and in order to survive, you strive and work hard, and you're sweating and working nonstop, you create wealth and luxury. Then your kids grow up knowing wealth and luxury, mm-hmm. but the hard work that, as you tell them in the work they do, by the third generation, it's like they say, you know, wealth lasts three generations. So I don't, it's, it's almost like the, the fourth turning, I suppose. We're at this point now where. Yeah. These kids haven't experienced any hardship. Yeah. They have no reason to support the flag or the country or the troops or anything. They're just like, this country sucks. It's evil. I hate it. I'm mad. And now from the bottom up, the kids are salty. 
And then what happens? Everything falls from, you know, from the Yeah, top. and then I think usually when, I don't know if the world's been in a similar situation, but I think usually when a society falls and there's this huge war, then you have that repeat again, right? When I was in, I was in Serbia last year and they were just in a war with you guys, I believe, <laughs> in the 90s. Oh, that yeah. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> like yeah, and um, they were, like, there's still bombed buildings there. Oh, wow. And so everyone there, when COVID hit, they were like, yeah, we just, we were just in the 90s. We're not doing this. Like, we're not doing the same thing as everybody else. We're not shutting down like everyone else. Uh, and there were riots and things because people still remembered how it was. Wow. Because they've experienced hardship. Like, everyone there someone was injured or like they, they remember it and here it's been decades yes. since there was Vietnam War or some sort of war or something really dramatic and now we have COVID which is pretty dramatic for people it's wrecked a lot of people's lives killed a lot of people and so there's just, we're in this like turning point where are we going to end up you know coming together or is everything just going to crumble forever how do you introducing this to your kid I teach this teacher that most people are really stupid <laughs> right like she she's in uh, Montessori daycare and some kid went up to her the other day and was like you shouldn't eat meat you know because it comes from animals what? and that's bad and I was just like those people don't know how to eat like lots of people don't know how to eat and they like their parents didn't teach them they don't know how to eat like they're a lot of stupid people they're gonna bug you just like yeah okay <laughs> um yeah we've had some oh, I have a funny story actually so she came home and some little boy came up to her and was telling her she wasn't allowed to draw and I was with my dad at dinner, and I was like, okay, you can ignore those people. Just tell them to bug off. I was like, just tell them to bug off because there are a lot of annoying people. They'll bug you. You're allowed to draw if you're allowed to draw. And my dad came in and was like, just sock him. Oh, <laughs> just sock him. And I was like, that's fine. That's what he taught me when I was in kindergarten. was just like, I never socked anybody in kindergarten. But like, just sock the biggest kid or if anyone bugs you, sock him. So he's teaching my four-year-old to punch. So we're teaching, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, she she can tell we're joking. Maybe she's four. <laughs> and so it was literally the next day she came back, and she's like, I punched somebody. No. And I was like, oh, my God, we have, like, this was supposed to be a joke, and now, like, you got into a physical fight at school, and you're four. Um, but it turns out the little boy came over, the same one that told her not to draw, and pushed her. Oh. And she oh. punched him back. And I was like, okay, in that case, good for you. Yeah. Self-defense, Yeah. That's yeah, I was, I was I was worried awesome. your your dad was trying to radicalize children into 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 violence, you know. But I'm I'm glad it was just a no. joke. No, <laughs> it was a joke, Not but she all, took yeah. it seriously. Yeah, good did, for her. Did he ever beat up a bully growing up? My dad. Yeah, I don't think so. No, he was pretty small. Like he's tall now. He's six two, but he was uh, he skipped a grade, so he was a year younger than everybody. So he was the one who was bullied, right. and he was super mouthy. So. He was really bullied. If I could do it all again, if I was four, jack him in the face. Yeah, yeah. So no, oh, no, no violence, violence. No, no, no. But what do you think when a bully attacks a kid? Is the kid justified in fighting back? Self defense. I, I yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, yeah. you're Don't also gonna fights. get you're gonna get bullied forever. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends, and they they go to a teacher or something. They do it that way, and then you just get picked on forever. I got picked on a few times, and I switched into like, if you do that again, I'll break your nose because I know how to break noses. It was very dramatic, but it was like, okay. And that stops things right away. But if it's like, oh, no, like, don't do that or go talk to an adult, you're just going to get tortured throughout high school. So, yeah, self-defense for sure. I, I mean, if, if if you have the – there's this uh, – there's two really great videos. They're both from martial artists giving advice. And one guy, it's this great video where he's like, the ultimate technique to win any fight 
and everyone's like crowding on all these students want to hear from the martial arts master of this ultimate technique. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, this one move will guarantee you will win any fight. And then he stands there. And then as soon as they say fight, he turns around and runs and he's like, <laughs> he just runs away. And then everyone starts laughing and clapping. And he's like, any fight you get out of unscathed is a fight you've won. You know, and he's he's less crude, but it's like the saying goes, you know, if you get into a pissing contest, you just get covered in piss. So you get into a fight with somebody, you're going to get hurt. If you have the opportunity not to, to avoid it somehow, and that includes getting picked on all the time, you have to. But if you're in a position where someone's attacking you, you need to defend yourself. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, people get tortured throughout high school. Some people are just, like, picked on and picked on and picked on, and their entire social circle falls, and they end up as the outcast. I think if you're in that kind of situation, you end up punching someone who's picking on you. I think that's the way to go. But I think we're, we're saying we're not necessarily disagreeing. If you, if you are defending yourself from someone attacking you, like, you have to defend yourself. But, but even if, if it's attacking with words? What do you mean? Well, I mean picking on – I don't mean picking on physically. I mean, like, I went to an art school. Nobody fought anybody there. Mm. But there was a lot of bullying – over social media or just in person or behind your back. I don't know. Turn, I think just, like a solid – that's how I manage. Close your it's eyes. like, oh, well, I'll hit you if you if keep doing this. I, I love I love that. Who was it Tyler the Creator? I can't remember. Where he was like, how is cyberbullying a real thing? Like just close your <laughs> eyes. Just like turn the screen off. You can't though. Not with social media now. I mean we're, we're live. I mean, you can't dude, turn if, the- if, I, if I engaged with every nasty thing someone said about me online, I wouldn't have a job. I'd be too busy having to go through it. I just ignore it all. I just They're turn getting, it off. That's it's like fair, a, but high school? Yeah, because then you'll go into school on Monday, and then people, if you hear them whispering about yeah, you. Yeah. Behind, I never uh, experienced no, As no, a girl, no. no, but I think it's a different level as a girl. I really do. Like, I don't think – I think that men are more likely to get into physical fights, and women are more likely to destroy your yes. life. By forming little posses and being like, oh, yeah, this person slept with that person, even if you didn't. Like, it gets mean and dark and can, like, destroy you. you just got to be above it. I think, you know, I always, I would have. I, I think ex- you haven't been a high school girl. I mean, I haven't. He's but not. Here, here's what I would explain <laughs> to my friends, right? There were people who would fart in class and then turn blush red and everyone would start laughing and laughing at them and pointing, like, ew, you farted. They'd be like, shut up. No, I didn't. Shut up. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then there were the other people more like me who would, hey, hey, Ian. <laughs> and laugh and everyone would be like oh you're a jerk I'm like I don't care I do whatever I want you can't make fun of me because I don't care about what you think so if you go into school and you're, and you're worried about everyone's thinking about you you're the person who farts and then gets embarrassed okay we're on the same page then here because how I countered bullying from women was not only doing the not caring but also addressing it being like don't talk shit about me unless you want to fight like s- seriously straight up so it wasn't I think that's a similar page, but like shirking away from it and ignoring it certainly didn't work with women. I just kind of feel like right now, you know, I, I've, I've dealt with this. A lot of people have dealt with this. A lot of people get so stressed, you know, working in, 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 in politics and culture, being online. It's, it's endless harassment. I mean, the, the, yeah. the death threats and the, the creepy comments and just the, the, the insanity. And I'm just like, I don't care, dude. You know, sit in your little room, say whatever you want to say. I just don't care. I'm going to keep doing my thing. And you know what? It's like, I guess eventually it could be a horde of zombies piling up in front of, you know, my car and then my car stops. That's my, and okay. Well, I guess it happened, but I see all these lies, all these, all the, all the manipulation, all the lies, all the smears. I'm just like, dude, I don't know you and I don't care what you think mm-hmm. and you are free to hate me. You know, it's like I, I get, I get journalists being like, so and so made this accusation about you and I'm like, so-and-so can call me whatever they want. They're allowed to believe whatever they want to believe. I don't care. <laughs> Did it go on for like 10 years or 15 years, though? 
What do you mean? The the abuse, the bullying, people Bro, talking. Bro, it has been a decade of me doing public well, political work. Well, not online. I mean in, in person. Because what I think what's happening, the reason yeah, a lot yeah, of social decay. Yeah, I got physically decay, attacked during Occupy Wall Street. I got no, physically kid, attacked every in school as a kid. Like I'm, I think a lot of the kids that are – I didn't grow up with social media. So it I didn't have this, this level of abuse where like it's also happening when you're at home. I would go into yeah. school. I'd get pushed around a little bit. And then I would leave school and it would be done. And I, I, I just left school. I was 14. You left school. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. Don't waste my time. I wonder if the social decay is related to the kids growing up in this environment. Yeah, it's an instant. Social media? Probably. What did Michael Malice say? That uh, schools are one of the only places that children will experience violence? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're like little prisons. Uh, Like we. Yeah. Dude, Jordan's an example of the evolution of education because he left that system and now he's teaching online in a voluntary system where people can come when they want, listen as long as they want, and then leave. That's that's how I, uh, I when I was, I, I've had the internet since I was a little kid. We had CompuServe on DOS. So I grew up with AOL in its early stages, Windows 3, from from DOS shell. We had, we had DOS, then we had DOS shell. We had Windows 3.1. What was the other Windows? The, one, the We had the original Windows. We had, we had all of it. I was No, no, no. Windows TN? 95. I don't know. It was the one where it was just gray boxes, and you'd like. Before 3.1? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And then we had 3.1. Then we had 95. I was on AOL the whole time. We had AIM. Cable internet came out. We got cable. We were on instant, instant metrics the whole time. I have been on the internet, and I was able to Google search websites. I was able to talk with other people, and that allowed me to experience the real world from adults, and not of all, and not pretty at all, but you, hey, look, the internet's a nasty place, but then there's a big difference between when you're a kid, and you're in school, and the teachers treat you like an other, like you're not an adult. You're not to be talked to like an adult. You're not to be taught like an adult. You actually get raised by the children around you. So it's no no wonder mm-hmm. that millennials are basically permanent children. I grew up with the internet where I was there was adults on forums talking about music and things like that that I was into and, and game development. And so there would be someone would be like, hey, here's how you do X, Y, and Z. And they wouldn't treat me like a child because they didn't know. All they knew was someone said, hey, how do you do the, the parallax scrolling thing? I saw in that video game. It's really, really cool. And they'd say, oh, here's how you do it. And here's the code. And, and then I'd be like, awesome. And then I'd go and do it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I think you're right. And I think that compounding this being raised by other children is the fact that you can literally always run to a parent or an adult when something goes wrong. And I really think that's a huge problem now in the colleges. You see these students who are incapable of handling even the slightest amount of like friction when it comes to their worldview, and it makes them intolerant. It makes them need safe spaces. It's actually a really big problem. It happens on Twitter, man. People are like, "He said that word. Let's get him." Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I, what authority that, are you obsessed with? This is why also, I'm, is that's the biggest problem in your life? Like, what is? Because what can? What do I do to get that to be the biggest problem be. in my life? Someone said this word on <laughs> yeah. Twitter. That's what I want my problems in life to be. This is what I'm saying, man. You were, we were saying before physical health. If you don't have physical health, nothing else matters. Yeah, as soon as you get sick. But how yeah. do you? How do you? How do you get people to understand that without making them sick? I don't. Um, I think there are certain ways you can talk about it. I don't think that you can really understand it until you've been sick, especially mentally ill. I think it's very difficult to understand mentally ill people unless you've been there. So 
Um, I think I've done an all right job describing some of the experiences I've had, but only because I'm out of it now. And I, I think a lot of people who are that sick don't get out of it. Mm. So I don't know how you de- – I don't know how you describe I, it. I feel like your solution kind of defies modern logic. Yes. So you're you're doing the carnivore diet and you just – will you only eat lamb? Yeah. So I, I reach – there's the carnivore diet, which is all animal products. And that's the one that you've seen in the news like eggs, milk, anything that comes from an animal carnivore diet. I reframed mine as the lion diet which is insane. But I, I did that. I did that. Uh, and that's beef, lamb, or any type of ruminant animal. So animals that have multiple stomachs. Rumen. Oh, really? Yeah. Not any ungulate. What's that? Hoofed mammal. Oh. I feel like not any of them. Like horses aren't. Yeah. Giraffes are. Goats? Yeah. Giraffes are? Yeah. Wow. I didn't oh, know God. That. I hope I'm right about that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure giraffes are ruminant animal. <laughs> But yeah. so, so so you'll eat like beef and and beef what? and lamb, yeah, Nothing elk else. sometimes. Nothing else. And salt and water and I reintroduced tea recently. But you do alcohol from yeah. time to time. Yeah, like, and that just discredits my entire diet. But they're like, okay, you're only eating. Oh yeah, sure. So you have an autoimmune disorder, but you can you can drink alcohol. I think, but uh, it's distilled. So I, like vodka and bourbon, there's nothing in it. It's distilled like three times. Um, most people probably don't know what distillation is, but it removes all the grain. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any autoimmune problems oh, from alcohol. Because I, I would imagine like fruit breaks down into alcohol in your system, I think. And it's probably really, really good for your Yeah, but cardio. there's a whole bunch of things in fruit that aren't. It's not just like pure alcohol. Right. Like vodka, yeah. Pretty pure. Where do you get your vitamin C from? So there's a tiny bit of vitamin C in meat. A tiny bit. And it turns out if you're not eating any carbs glucose and vitamin c compete so if you don't have glucose you don't use as much vitamin c uh, so you don't need as much vitamin c but i've been doing this since december 2017 and the vitamins i was deficient in when i had an autoimmune disorder have recovered Hmm. since when what year december 2017 it's been a while yeah i hear you you urinate a lot of the uh vitamin c out and maybe that's because the glucose is preventing it from being absorbed I have no idea, but they do compete. Yeah, so possibly if that's what happens. So, so let's start from the beginning. I guess you were you were sick. You I was sick. I was. I'll give you the like super tight version of it. Um, I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis in 37 joints when I was seven. I was put on two immune suppressants and an anti-inflammatory medication. Um, the immune suppressants I injected. So very serious immune suppressants. When I was in grade six, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder or possibly bipolar type two, depending on the physician. And I was put on SSRIs. Um, grade eight, I started to get chronically fatigued. So I was medicated with Adderall when I was 21 for idiopathic hypersomnia. So I used Adderall just to stay awake. When I was 17, I had my hip and ankle replaced from the arthritis that wasn't kept in check properly with the immune suppressants. Yeah, that's about it. I was also diagnosed with Lyme disease eventually. Um, and... I think that's all of them. Yeah. So how, how, did, how, how did you come to the, the carnivore diet? Um, oh, I started getting this rash called dermatitis herpetiformis, which is an itchy, blistering rash. And it's the skin manifestation of celiac disease, which is the only autoimmune disorder associated <clears throat> with gluten. So I figured, okay, maybe gluten. Maybe I have celiac disease. I got my genes tested. I have the gene for celiac disease. I was like, I'll cut out gluten just to see. Maybe that's causing my arthritis. And that kind of led me on, I must have read like 1,500, 1,200 articles on autoimmune disorders, gluten link, possible dairy link. And then 
I went back to school for biomedical science to try and research my disorder because at that point I was so sick. I thought it was going to kill me. My skin had stopped healing from the rash. I'd had two joints replaced. Um, my wrist felt like it was going to need a replacement. I couldn't wake up. Like, so I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing with my life because I don't have a life. So I started researching and then I just decided to look into diet to see if it had any, if it made any impact. And at that time I didn't think it would change anything, but I figured I'd rule it out. And first I went to paleo. So like no grains, no soy, no dairy, no sugar, only water, no processed foods. And then when I stopped taking SSRIs, so that worked, that actually worked. My arthritis went away, my fatigue went away, I got off of Adderall and my depression lifted. And then when I went off of SSRIs, I did that way too rapidly because I didn't know they caused withdrawal. And that's when I ended up on the meat diet because I got sensitive to light and to sound and to heat and to touch and to any amount of carb. I was reacting to everything. So that's when I went down to beef and lamb and salt and water, which was like out of desperation because the antidepressant withdrawal was so awful. When you first went on carnivore, what did you cut out? At that point, I actually just went from chicken and beef and fish and lettuce and green leafy vegetables, olive oil, and apple cider vinegar. So I literally just dropped salad at that point because I I didn't know you could survive on only meat. So I was like, well, I need some greens. I react the least amount to the salad. So I kept the salad for a long time. And then eventually I was like, I can't live like this anymore because I was having some autoimmune symptoms. I was not on any medication at that point. I was trying to get it under control. And I was like, I'll just do just beef because I know I don't react to beef just for a very short period of time so that I can reintroduce things and monitor my symptoms. And I was keeping track of it on like Excel spreadsheets, my symptoms and everything. And my symptoms went away when I went to all beef. And and then when I tried to reintroduce, they, they came back. So I haven't been able to reintroduce things. I, I can have tea now, but that's like three years into the diet and I introduced tea I didn't drink for a long time because I was worried alcohol was going to be a problem, obviously. Did you go to a bunch of doctors and they... No, at that point, honestly, I'd been doing paleo. I When I went to the carnivore diet, I'd been dieting for two years, being more and more restrictive. And a year into dieting, after I went off of my SSRIs, I'd been talking to immunologists and, and just nobody. Ever, like, my rheumatologist didn't believe me. Like, nobody believed me. I barely believed myself. So no, at that point I was like, the medical community does not know how to handle this. Do you know what breath Aryans are? I do. Yeah. So uh, do you know? Do you guys yeah. know? Do you guys know? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> These are people who, who insist they, yeah. they can subsist off of light and air only. Good for them. And there was one woman. This is a brutal video where she claimed that she was a breatharian. She only just absorbed sunlight and breathed to survive. So they were like, okay, we're gonna film you. For I think it was like five days to see, you know, you su- su- survive without eating food. So you can prove that you're not eating or drinking. And she agreed to do it. And she was so dead set on proving this by like day three when her like heart levels were through the roof. She was mal- she was she was like getting sick. She was dehydrated. They were like, we have to stop now. Like your your health is at serious risk. You're getting worse. And so then she said something like, oh, it's the air. Like the air here is bad. It's polluted. We have to go somewhere else. And it didn't change anything. Oh, so it's, it's, it's fascinating because you hear stories like that. That's why people probably don't believe you. Yeah, well, no shit. I wouldn't believe me either. <laughs> I didn't even think, no, seriously. Like a, a BuzzFeed will come out with an article and be like, look at this person. And I'll be like, yeah, I get it. 
I get it. I was like, when I was 22 and people were like, fix your diet, that'll fix your autoimmune disorder. You know, eat healthier. I was just like, fuck you. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how serious this is. Like diet cannot have an impact like that because my joints disappeared, right? Like it's not diet. I didn't think being gluten-free was a thing. I thought that was a fad. I was scoffing at organic stores. I went completely in the other direction. Like I had no, I was shocked. I probably, like I, I probably walked around with my mouth open for the first year after I found out the diet impacted my health because I, I really didn't think what I ate mattered at all. So I get it. Do you I see just, like gummy bears and stuff when you were a kid? Sour Patch Candy? Yeah. Holy yes. shit. Sour Keys? <laughs> I never had those. Sour Patch Kids. You've never had a Sour Key? Mm-mm. Have you had Sour Patch Candy? Yeah, yeah. They're like sour patch they're kids. like worse, more stale, larger versions of <laughs> Sour Patch Candy. Right. <laughs> Dude, Sour Patch Kids. Oh my yeah, god, so much that candy. Was, yeah. oh. When I first went to the paleo diet, that was my first food that I reintroduced mm-hmm. because I was like, "There's no soy, there's no dairy, no one's allergic to sugar." Ah, right, it was like like a, for a physical reaction. I was right. like, "Sugar's not good," but no one's allergic to it. Like, mm-hmm. I want my Sour Patch Candy. <laughs> it did not go well. Oh, I just the vitamin C <laughs> thing is what gets me. Like, I guess I could understand, you know, they have, uh, uh, like, there's the keto diet, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, keto isn't no carb. It's just low carb. You get some carbs. And you, you have way more variety than what grams, I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But then there's, um, what is it called? The gluconeogenesis? Yeah. Like, where you, the, the protein the protein is ter- converted into sugars yeah. for your brain and stuff like that? Yeah. So you're, you still have a stable blood sugar. Like, my blood sugar is usually at, I don't know what it's in. I don't know what it's in. It's usually at around 80, though. Which is pretty good. It's not like 50 is pretty low. 80 is pretty good. 130, that's high. And then people go way up from there. But mine's at 80 stably. So yeah, gluconeogenesis from protein. Yeah. But the vitamin C thing is what gets me. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I don't think people really know. Like um, part of the reason I'm talking about it is because I would like the medical community to take it seriously enough to do some case studies to look into it because I've seen it help a lot of people. And it sounds unbelievable. The the keto diet for I think it's it's prescribed by doctors for people with uh, epilepsy, epilepsy. Yeah, since yeah. the twenties yeah. yeah it kind of lost favor because anti epileptics came out and people stopped using the diet because it was hard to adhere to mm-hmm. but yeah they've been using the keto diet for a long time and technically this is a keto diet technically if you wanted to refer to it it's like a plant free keto diet but but right? keto is way more fat than that I was eating a lot of fat initially I because I thought ketosis was part of the reason it was helping so it was like add on the fat and at that point, I was still having SSRI withdrawal, so I had a lot of neurological symptoms, and the fat kind of, I felt like I needed it. Uh, for about two years, I was, maybe 80% of my calories were from fat. So I was in, a, I was, yeah, I was um, in, like, high level of ketogenesis, but I don't do that anymore. We, we've got a ton of food here. We've got snacks over there with milk duds and Skittles <laughs> or whatever. No, we don't, we, actually, we do, we, we do have Skittles and sodas. And, you know, like, we have these, these meals. Sometimes when guests come, they'll, like, well, we have these, like, easy prep meals. But you actually had, like, a, a little rack of lamb or something. Oh, yeah, I full on. Yeah, you guys <laughs> drove me. <sighs> um, you, you guys drove me sure. to the grocery store. Yeah. And I bought a rack of lamb and then I cooked it. Yeah, it looks legit. It looked in the amazing. oven. Yeah, it tasted really good, too. I ate part of it. Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. You, did you do, like, lifestyle changes in addition to diet? Not uh, not initially. So at first it was just diet because I'm not like – I'm not one of those – I mean I'm getting more into it now. But I was never one of those lifestyle like biohacker people. I was really into nootropics. First I was really into drugs and I was like how do I drug myself better? Mm. So I had this like Tylenol 3 at night, gravel at night, Adderall to keep me awake. Like I was on like seven different drugs. And I actually drugged myself enough that 
I could think clearly enough that I figured it out and got off of all the drugs. So it actually worked out. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I started there. Then I went to nootropics. Then I went to diet. Um, and then I started, like, when I got a little bit healthier, I was like, oh, okay, managing my sleep actually does help me. Uh, saunas, infrared saunas were a game changer. Really? The, we have one yeah, for my mood. No, we don't have an infrared. That's not infrared. Infrared, yeah. infrared because they don't heat up too much. You can stay in there for a long time and just sweat. That helped me so much when I was trying to reintroduce food and having autoimmune reactions. Uh, infrared saunas, absolutely, really? absolute game changer. Huh. And now I do, like, Wim Hof breathing, oh, yeah. ice baths. Yes. Like, I've gone... Full swing. I've got my aura ring, but initially, What's it made of? this. Yeah, I don't know, but it has three little sensors to monitor your heart rate. Oh yeah, I want to get one of those. Yeah. They're actually kind of cool. Yeah, they make you really neurotic about how you sleep. <laughs> I got the watch, Interesting. which You'll is night, not the right? same, but yeah. it like tracks steps, it tracks uh, calories burned, workout time, and movement per hour. What so kind of watch is that? It's the Galaxy something or other. You have an I, Android. Galaxy, Samsung. Yeah, Samsung. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I get um, uh, every day. It, it gives me like a little man. Like every, every hour, if I, I if I'm sitting down working on the computer, it tells I'll, you to stand. Like the yeah. Apple, the Apple Watch right. does that, right? A little man will appear and he'll like start doing like deep knee bends, or it'll be like time, do you do time that? to get moving. Or I don't you do, just like fuck you. <laughs> I don't do deep knee bends, but I'll get up and I'll go walk around. I'll be like, I shouldn't just be sitting here nonstop staring at a screen. So I'll it. go outside. I'll go check on the chickens. Take five uh, like a five minute break and then go back and then it's like good job. And at the end of the day, <laughs> that's nice because I because I skate every day, so I'm getting the exercise. Uh, I get I get the eight hours of sleep. Well, I don't think I, I don't think I sleep for eight hours, but I I sleep enough and I move it, enough yeah. that it gives me little little hearts. And then oh. it, it shows you your your days, and you get like a little. It's a foot with like a, a badge. And it's like you did it. And if you don't, what do if it, you don't do it? Yeah. Then you don't get your little badge. <gasps> okay, so it's not that harsh. <laughs> no. Depending on how badly it's you take criticism, it's yeah. It should though. I, I I think we should actually make an app where it's like you're a loser. Like a, a little guy pops up. And he's <laughs> what like, are you doing with your life? Yeah, My yeah, dad could pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Out. Did you Pick grow up, up the with this thing? You can find and carry it. With, yeah, yeah. Did, did he just like constantly like organize you? into this lifestyle your entire life not not really i think one thing he did that was super beneficial was he said as soon as i got diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis when i was in grade two i remember he sat me down and he said you can never use your illness as an excuse good for him wow yeah and, and it was like which is a serious thing to tell a kid who has arthritis and 37 <laughs> joints but it was basically like this is going to suck no matter what but if you use it as an excuse it's going to suck more yeah and so that was, I think that was really beneficial to me. And I probably veered in the direction of never using it as an excuse when I probably should have spent a couple of days in bed. Oh. But I don't have an autoimmune so disorder well, let's, anymore. Let, so. let, let, let's talk about that. Because I think one of the biggest problems we have right now as a society is everyone using all of that as an excuse. It's, it's yeah, everything. Yeah, I know. It's exhausting. Right. It's, it's I'm a victim for this reason, that reason, or otherwise. They're told that, though. And part of the problem I have with the medical community is when you go in and you get diagnosed, when I got diagnosed... Uh, my mom, because she's been, she's like the hippie of the family. And she was like, can we just change diet? And they were just like, ha, ha, ha. They literally just laughed, um, which is fair because dietary changes are complicated for autoimmune disorders. But I don't know where I was going with that. The what were we just talking about? How people are using their, their, their bad lifestyles as excuses for why they can't succeed or. Yeah. Okay. Part of the problem with medical yeah, community is when you're, when you go in there, you're diagnosed, they tell you. Your only hope is us. Your only hope are these medications, and there's nothing you can do about it, and it's not your fault. And so it takes all the responsibility away from yourself for fixing it because you're like, I can't. The authority figures that know what they're doing, they went to school, told me that I can't. And I think if I had just, if they'd just been like, can't help, good luck, 
then I would have been like, oh, shit, I have to figure this out myself. And I would have gone through all these paths like diet, exercise. I just would have looked. Um, but I think, yeah, the schooling system is doing the same thing to people. People are told, you know, you have this mental illness. It's it's on you. Don't worry. It's not your fault. Like, here's a medication or or you're an outsider. So you deserve deserve some sort of. I don't know, help for being an outsider. Just, yeah, society right now is pathetic. Hmm. Did you see this uh, this story? We have it from NBC. Team USA paintball player kicked off of team after backlash over controversial TikTok. Professional paintball player uh, player said Jessica Maiolo's message, which some perceived as anti-vaccination and fatphobic, doesn't represent the larger paintball community. So what had happened was <laughs> this this woman was like watching a news report, I guess, and there was like an obese teenager in the hospital with COVID. And then she said... Your son doesn't need a COVID shot. He needs a treadmill. And so then a, like some woman was like, my dad invented toaster strudel. And I don't think he would. She literally said that. Wouldn't appreciate oh, what God. you're saying. Some so, parts of 2021. They're just great. great <laughs> yeah. Paintball. First of all, paintball Olympics. That surprised it's me. I didn't know that. Good start. It's not Olympic. <laughs> it's just called. It's a, it's a it's a team called Team USA. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, you thought here. that, too. It's like yeah. paintball's in the Olympics now and they get kicked off the team for TikTok. Like, but, Jesus. But, but, uh, I will. Yeah. I will say. Um. One of the problems that we have is, first, whether or not someone should or shouldn't get some kind of medical treatment is between them and their doctors, and you should seek the advice from your Mm -hmm. doctor, as I always say. But when it comes to obesity, it is a a, a worsening factor, and the CDC website even says it, that of the people who are hospitalized, 30.2%, I believe, were obese. So we – this whole culture of fat – you know, don't fat shame people. I can – but I can say this. Don't be mean. Yeah, you don't have to be mean. Also, yeah, I completely agree. And when I, so when I went to university, my eating, like I was surviving off of cinnamon toast crunch and beer and ginger ale and pizza. Sounds pretty good. (laughs) Yo, yeah, I was like, freedom. I don't have to eat my mom's like bread full of seeds, which was also make, but anyway. Um, and I gained weight. I gained about 30 pounds in the first year and a half. And I didn't really know what to do about it because I was going to the gym. And I was like, I thought that it was only a a gym thing. Like, I wasn't exercising enough. Hmm. So I kind of understand where people are coming from when they're like, I have extra weight. Like, what the fuck do I do? And so being like, maybe get on a treadmill. It's super condescending to people who probably aren't super happy that they have weight to lose. And I think that goes back to what you're eating. And I think that's just people need to be educated that certain foods are not like, you, you eat pizza, you want to eat more pizza. You're, you're eat, there, there was this show where they like were trying to help people lose weight, and they would. They were. It was a reality show, and so they set up cameras all over this lady's house. At the end of the day, they asked her like, "How many?" She, she was saying things like, "It's not my fault. I have a bad metabolism. Yeah. I eat the same as everybody else, but I just keep gaining weight." Mm. So they set up cameras and filmed her throughout the day. Oh, at the God. end of the day, they said, "How many calories do you think you ate?" And she said, "I had you know for breakfast, I had this." For, for, uh, and then for lunch and dinner, I had these things, and it was, for dinner, it was a small salad, so I would say, you know, probably 1500 calories, and they were like, you had 3,700 and whatever, because throughout the day, she was snacking. She yeah. Was always eating, never stopping, and she was like, oh, I just had one, one or two, you know, pieces of candy, and they were like, yeah, but you do that every 15 minutes. Mm. And she thinks it doesn't matter, but it all piled up. So people need to recognize they gotta eat better, man. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell them to eat nothing but lamb. I don't know. It's worked for you, 
But certainly, like, I think paleo is fantastic. Oh, paleo is great. And that's super implementable for most people. Like, it's still hard. I went from standard American diet, eating everything, eating out most of the time. Mm. Japanese food, Indian food, you know, out. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Indian Um, food, man. Oh, yeah. That's been hard on me. Butter chicken. Chicken korma. Yeah. Do you put any spices on the meat? Cumin or anything? No, I can't do it. Or the autoimmune Mm. symptoms come back. Oh, man. Oh, yes. I hear turmeric's really good for you. Yeah, I know. I did too. I react to... Indian food oh, is just man. the best. Yeah, it's just the best. Okay, if I could incorporate anything, it'd be Indian food. Carbon I mean, you may have you may thing. have cured your ailments, but is it really living? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I've it like is. I've been asked that. Yeah, like hands down, nothing uh, tastes as good as being healthy feels. So you for know, sure, one of the things that bothers me about the medical industry is the way they phrase illness. Sometimes how they say you have this thing, and it's like, okay, I don't have cancer. They didn't give me cancer, and now I have it. Finally, I control it. Like your body is. Producing cells too quickly. There's a reason for it. It's not. It's not a thing that you that you get and that you you need to eradicate. Well, mm-hmm. I, I I think a, a, I think I I understand what you're trying to say. Like you have a, a, a well, I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, actually. they'll say you have a cold. Now let's destroy it, and they'll go and they'll try. And you're like, no, no, no. I don't have something. But My you, body you is do. acting a certain way, and there's a reason for it. Let's locate the reason. But you literally have like the cold virus. You might have a virus in your body, but yeah. the reason why you're sick is not because that's there. It's but it, because it – well, it's because mean? it's overtaking your immune system for some reason. It, right. Well, so it, it starts attacking your cells, and then your body has an immune response, yeah. and the but, symptoms are your body But responding. you might also have the virus in your body and not be sick because your body's maintained it. It's killed it. it there, has there, small actually, dose. we have tons of viruses in our systems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tons. Yeah. What? That was just fun to witness. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> like, conversation. That was semantic arguments. Yeah. Oh, it's about, so yeah. important that we speak the right well, words. See, I would want to know then, Ian, what you would call it. Because it's true that you have a bunch of viruses in your body. But at a certain point, yes, you're correct. A cold has overwhelmed your immune system. So how would you term it? As far as I'm concerned, saying you have a cold is just like a super shorthand way of saying, yeah, you got this virus and it's kind of overwhelmed you. Yeah, so. like are we going to are we gonna map out like here's exactly what's happening to your immune system. You now, can, the leukocytes and the, in the, in, and then the lymph nodes are uh, – Yeah, uh, if you could like why? Why does the rhinovirus Bro, reproduce no, no, so rapidly? No, no, Sugar. Class, you know, a lot of yeah. things feed the virus. Sure. Sugar's bad. And sure. the reason, but I don't, I don't think a doctor is going to pull out the whole chart and be like, <laughs> now when the virus enters the cell, and you get in the RNA action, now what happens to your body? And I actually watched a video. I think it was Kurtz Kasagat like where they explained the immune system. Cool. It is insanely complicated. So cool. The lymphatic system. It is not just white blood cells. No. It is like crazy. It's yeah. the, there's the blood and then there's the lymph. Your body is like 50-50 fluids. You have this lymph in your body, the, your, your mucus, your snot. It coats your feces. And it is the sewage system for your body. And if it gets clogged up or gets too acidic, your body can't get rid of the waste. And then it causes all sorts of, of chaos. That's why people got to cut back on sugar. There you go. And, and alcohol. Well, Alcohol yeah, is alcohol sugar is turns into alcohol. I mean, alcohol is bad. Alcohol um, inhibits protein synthesis. I'm no fan. That's why I don't drink. You gotta it, basically if you can treat the lymphatic system. I feel like because modern medicine is obsessed with treating the blood, and and but if you can look look at the lymphatic system, they and have the those pH mas- of the lymphatic system. They have those massages. I forgot what it's called. Lymphatic massages. Lymph draining. Yeah. Or lymph yeah. drainage massages. Yeah. Something like that. Yikes. Saunas. Yeah. Saunas really help with. Just kind of getting toxins out. I think that's part of the reason they helped when I had autoimmune reactions. Sweat it out. Literally sweating it out, yeah. Yeah. But exercise would work in that regard, too. Yeah, but you really don't sweat the same way when you get into sauna. Really? Yeah. The the infrared saunas, they don't heat you up too much. They, like, heat you up from the inside out, kind of. So they don't... If you look at the thermometer, it's not, like, 100 degrees or 110 or whatever. It's, like, 80 but you're just pouring sweat. You're baking mm-hmm. in the radiation. That's, you know, you're... you're yeah. You're, 
I, I, <laughs> I, I, we have a sauna and I've used it and I'm like, this is boring. It's like, it's been a half an hour. I'm barely sweating. I go outside for 10 minutes and I skate and I'm just like my whole clothes. Like I, I jumped in a pool. Well, then it's not like something off with a sauna. Yeah, maybe it needs more no, water. other other people go in and, and they'll they'll sweat. It's just like just sitting there. I've just a lot of the heat's from like at the top. It goes up to the top and hangs out there. You got to go right, up top rises. and like that's where yeah, that's put your legs up on the ceiling. No, I'm not saying it wasn't <laughs> hot. I'm just saying I sit there for a long time and it's like takes too long to actually get to the point where I'm sweaty. You got to meditate. Whereas I can just I can go on the trampoline for a good 15 Dude, minutes, do some flips and stuff. And, and right. then I'm just getting all sweaty. It's funny that it's actually hard to sit still, isn't it? In society that. Like, oh, yeah. I can't sit still, man. Yeah. If, if the camera was sitting on me the whole time, you'd see me fidgeting nonstop. Like the I'm easiest always, thing to like do this. is nothing. <laughs> my shirt? Just I can't do it. I used to have that, but then my dad fixed it. Oh, Everyone's cool. going to hate me for saying that. But I had like, you know, uh, when you put your foot down, you're just like up and down and up oh, and down yeah, and up and down. Yeah, I had that. And like when I slept at night, I used to twitch around and like act out my dreams, punch things. It got bad. Yeah. Um, and that all calmed down. Everything calmed down. How do we get people to like, Take responsibility for themselves in I, every capacity. Psychedelic drugs. <laughs> well, that would help a lot. I'm actually with him. Yeah. Heroic dose of mushrooms. Yes. Welcome to reality for a second. Where they're, the and they're, they're, they're legalizing them all over the place. Yeah. DC, I think. Like Colorado. Decriminalized. Did. Decriminalized. Right, right, right. Yeah. Not Washington but, State. But uh, I think Colorado did, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, did Denver. Denver. City, Denver. State. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think. Wow. Didn't like Oregon? Oregon, yeah, I think. Man. They're so good. It's it, this is one. It's it's insane to me that these things were ever illegal in the first place. I know. It, 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 Somebody it, had a bad trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like that is a bad idea. That's Most people <laughs> should not go there. Some president. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it was people were waking up. That's hard, hard to hard to control the population mm. when you got a bunch of people sitting there staring at their hands, going like, "Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> Where am I?" Yeah, they the berserk. You ever hear berserkers? Yeah. Like, like apparently they would wear bear skin. They were berserker, and they would take a bunch of mushrooms and go into battle. Okay, I have heard of this. Okay, what is this? Where yeah, are they from? Like the Scan- Scandinavia. Okay, type. they okay, were okay. types of like yeah, Vikings, like Vikings or whatever. Yeah, oh, and they would be tripping balls when they would go <laughs> in. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah, felt yeah. Like they couldn't die, and they would be wearing no clothing oh or barely any clothing. Apparently, it helped them like lo- let go of fear. I mean, there's a lot of really awful of drugs. They were on. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that's not the kind. I don't of... know if it was just mushrooms. No, yeah. it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was something else. Let I me thought s- it was some sort of psychedelic. Maybe Possibly, psychoactive. Yeah, it just know. doesn't seem like that's what you want to do when you're on shrooms. Yeah, and like, let's go to war. That sounds horrible. When would you introduce them to a human? What what age? So I took them the first time, just like a fairly like two grams or something when I was 18. So. Uh, Adult, mostly developed. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say what, like, I think psychedelic experiences can be insanely beneficial, especially shrooms I really like. Uh, but I don't know if you'd want to screw around with the brain too much. Like, if I think you pretty much want to keep a brain as healthy as possible. And I'm not saying shrooms are unhealthy, but I don't know. They do kind of, like, you know, they've got to be poisonous a little bit on some level. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Later, I think my most, like, the best experiences I've had are the older I've gotten. Uh, I don't know. What about you? What do, do you think? Yeah, well, yeah. I was Ian, Ian's right. It was. A, it you was were twenty six. They would. Uh, it, some some scholars propose that the berserkers and the berserker gangs. It's what's called berserker gang. Would consume uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms or massive amounts of alcohol. 
Wow. Okay, see, alcohol, I see that. I can see that, yeah. Hallucinogenic mushrooms going to war? There's like, legend says that they when when they were in berserk mode, they were immune to steel and fire. But they could have just been like, really drunk. Yeah, like, I don't feel pain, I don't feel anything. Yeah, Yeah, well, police officers find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard so many things about, like, Jesus was tripping on ergot with his friends and had all these... Uh, amazing epiphanies. They saw him walking on water. Like, ergot, though? Yeah. Apparently doesn't ergot, ergot just, like, eventually make your limbs fall ergot, off? Ergot, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty harsh. Back and in the day before LSD was synthesized, they synthesized it from ergot, I mean. But, but was it, they would just eat the, the the fungus that grew on the rye. But didn't ergot give you, like, hor- hor- like bad trips? Yeah, it had, it had a bad... Um, physical side effects like the, the, I guess I was reading <laughs> like about like limb loss uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> death <Fighter>. headaches yeah. <laughs> like the, the Salem witch trials they think it was like ergot on the wheat yes and yeah. they would eat it and they would be like seeing like shadow figures and be like hang that woman oh and, you know. that makes sense yeah, they yeah, didn't know they were eating it yeah, yeah they were yeah. eating contaminated food and then tripping and then like she turned into a cat I saw I swear and it's like no I didn't but oh, yeah. you're a woman so you have no say <laughs> and the man's gonna you know they're gonna hang you now Yikes. <laughs> but, hey, story. man, if, if it worked for Jesus, them, they burned them. So, like, if it worked True. for Jesus, maybe it'll work for everybody else. Yeah, but you're making an assumption. I am making an assumption, but it makes and a lot of sense. ergot specifically because I've I've read a lot about oh Jesus and mushrooms. Oh, really? I don't think anyone I, knows. Yeah, you know those like there's a lot of really really old paintings that have those mushrooms that are technically more like Amanita muscaria mushrooms, which doesn't really make sense because that doesn't. Yeah, those are. It's not kind of. It's not really. It's not the same as psilocybin at all. I haven't taken mushrooms. them yet. I, I tried Amanita this summer. Um, in Russia, you can just buy it on ozone, which is the <laughs> Russian Amazon ozone. Oh, love it, Amanita muscaria. And it's the red mushroom with the white dots, the one that yeah. Super Mario Brothers basically that makes them big. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it no. It gives no, no, you no. fortitude, right? No, Mar- Mario did not eat a red mushroom. Oh, actually, later it, on it did become red. That's right. It, it, I think it was Initially, modeled after it was like the orange. muscaria. It gives you like physical. What did it? What in it Mario makes, three they changed it? Okay. Oh no, is it Mario two? Yeah, I think yeah, in Mario yeah, 2 yeah. is when they made the mushroom, because originally it was orange. Yeah, orange and black or orange and brown. Yeah. But, but um, did it give you, like, fortitude enhancement? I've heard that people take it and go hiking and stuff. Plus yeah, four it doesn't. Yeah. They've got to take a really small dose because it works on GABA, so you can use it for relaxation, anxiety, and sleep. So if you take, like, I took 5 grams. It's not the same as psilocybin, so the dosing is different. But, like, 5 to 7 grams, I was just, like, clonked out completely, super relaxed, Um and a few more, like two two grams was just relaxation, but I wouldn't go hiking or something on it because it works on GABA. So it was just relaxing, but it was nothing like psilocybin. I think if you take higher doses, you can get some visual hallucinations if you stay awake, but mm. it was pretty sedating. What do you mean it works on GABA? What's that? Same thing alcohol works on. It's a neurotransmitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so psilocybin, well, it doesn't work. It's not like a GABA drug. Benzodiazepines work on GABA. Alcohol works on GABA. Amanita muscaria works on GABA. Do they GABA. have similar feeling effects? Yeah. It kind of felt like alcohol was a little bit more like, had more of an anti-anxiety feeling. Like sometimes if I drink, I'll get like more hyped up. And with this, it was like a really heavy blanket almost. Mm. I heard that the from the Bible, they have the tree of knowledge and the tree of, of life. And that the tree of knowledge was the psilocybin mushroom. And then the tree of health was the Amanita, the tree of life was the Amanita muscaria. There's a lot of theories about what those things mean, though. Yeah. I've read a lot of kooky conspiracy stuff about, like, aliens and what the tree of life and knowledge really meant. Mm. You know, the spiraling serpents represents DNA and stuff like that. I think a lot of people just try and look for hidden meanings in what may just be a very simple thing. It's like, the tree of knowledge is a book. You know what I mean? (laughs) Womp womp. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe. I was thinking last night how ancient, like, the Egyptians... Do you think that they were like going into trances, like psychedelic trances, and really seeing, like, shapes and patterns? Bro. 
You know why DMT is so fascinating and why there's a meme about Joe Rogan asking people if they've ever tried DMT and why now we have Ian who asks people if they've tried DMT? Have you smoked because DMT? I haven't. I really, Me too. really want to. Yeah, let's go. Because okay. you, you have these stories about people having shared experiences without communicating. And that's that to me is like potential evidence of something beyond their your mind. Oh yeah. Right? So there was one story I was watching. I think it was on Vice. And they were saying there was a guy uh who who had done DMT and he there was a woman that he had met when and and whenever he would trip he would see the same same in the same place he would see purple the same. Purple Okay. Yeah, the purple lady. I have comments on this. Okay. And then <laughs> this other guy who took DMT said he met a purple lady who was Shane. friends with you. Shane Moss. Is that who did it? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, I had him on my it? podcast. We, oh, we talked cool. about this exactly. Yeah. Shane Moss. He did DMT a whole bunch of times. Went to outer space. Met this purple lady. And then his, he got his friend to do DMT. And while he was high, he said, hey, the people here know you. Oh, yeah, there's this purple lady. She says she knows you. And Shane was like sober and was like, what the fuck? And then did DMT like 300 more times. <laughs> seriously, seriously, 300 times Whoa. after that. Um, but I got in touch with Shane because I did a... Five and a half grams of mushrooms, went to outer space, and I saw a purple goddess lady. Purple. A- yeah, and I started talking about it on Instagram. This first, I was like, I've seen a goddess, full on, hundred percent sure there's a goddess out there. I'm a pretty level headed person, even though I'm an all all meat diet. <laughs> yeah, I was like purple, and I saw it on two different drugs: psilocybin, high dose psilocybin, and ACO DMT, which is not DMT. It's pretty much it's like a chemical version of psilocybin. Uh, so I saw two different drugs, exactly the same hallucination. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I started talking about it on Instagram and someone got in touch and was like, Shane Moss, he saw the purple lady and I went to his profile and someone had drawn her and it was exactly the same thing I'd seen. Dude. Yeah, twice. What? And I was, I was just like, That's this crazy. is insane. <laughs> yeah. And so he had the, lots of people see this purple lady and they have the same experience. It's this purple lady. They're filled with a sense of calm, which is exactly what happened to me. I was in like a scary situation. I was worried about my dad. He was really sick. Mm. And she just like filled me with a sense of calm and like things are going to be okay. That's the same report from like thousands and thousands of people on DMT, psilocybin, ACO DMT with this purple lady. You know, it'd be funny. It's like your perspe- perception of her is that she was a goddess, but it turns out it's just like the bus driver of the of the of the tripping world. So everybody <laughs> who's going there just like sees the bus driver, and she's like, "It was Come at the be- it was kind of at the beginning of the trip too." Wasn't it? Yeah, look at that. I wonder if it's purple because of ultraviolet light that it's like Ooh. a low frequency light that's coming. through. Here, here's one of the things I was thinking. So we had uh, you know Michael Malice, and we had Alex Jones. They were talking about a lot of this stuff, like the, the the machine elves and things like this. And the interesting thing is there are these stories where, like, people will all trip and then explain the same independently. They'll be separated and then what happened and they'll all say, like, we saw similar things. I'm wondering, like, could it be if we all have similar source code, you know, I'm using a metaphor for, like, what makes our brains work, that when you're taking these things, what you're really just seeing is your own code. And, of course, we have similar code because we're all people. So when people are like, I saw this, it's like, right, when you look at the source code of programs, you'll see very similar lines and sometimes – Many programs have the exact same line of code that does a certain function. So everyone's seeing that. And then it's like, wow, we all saw the same thing. That must mean there's something out that, there. Yeah. And maybe it's not. Maybe we're just all humans okay. and we all share that. You know what I mean? I've thought that too because there are a lot of like if you do high dose like psychedelics, you see a lot of like snake-like things. And there are a lot of like DNA structures. You see those pieces of art that they literally look like DNA. So it's like maybe we're not going to outer space. Maybe we're going inner, inner space, inner space said, yeah. and seeing things. But – when you're in that trip and you see those things, like I saw that woman and it was, they were like six months apart on two different drugs. And I was like, nope, that was real. 
And, I mean, that's the kind of experience you have, and you can try and boil it down to science, but it seriously felt like there's a purple lady out there. You know, there, there's, like, the, the great question, you know, why, what is, all that stuff. And some people, a lot of people have faith. They, they, they say, I've studied and I believe these things to be true, and I, I, I know what I, I can expect. And I think it's, it's, it's so hard to know. I mean, it's impossible to know. Yeah. That's why it's called faith. But when I hear stories about, you know, DMT and stuff, that to me is like, we got we to gotta pull that thread. Yeah, we got we got to do. There, what, what's that experiment we were talking about a while ago? Mm. Extended state DMT. Yeah, you were yeah, talking about that. Yeah, they're, um, they're taking people in. I think it's in England, and they're putting them in laboratories, and then it, keeping them on like a DMT drip for I don't know how long, but days. I think days at a time. Oh, because it'll only. How DM- is that? That's passed an ethics board. I don't know. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. <laughs> you I don't know much about it. Okay, you, if you take people aren't very aware of this because they're like, oh, you take ayahuasca and that's like a really intense drug. But ayahuasca doesn't last very long, and when you go to those retreats, you take it multiple times because it wears off. Taking high dose mushrooms, like if you take like six, if you're me and you take like five and a half grams, or if you're somebody bigger, you take more. That'll give you a similar hallucinogenic experience as something like DMT. Like I couldn't see. I went to outer space. But it lasts for like six hours. Oh. Yeah, it was wild. I remember but, when I first heard of DMT is when I was like 18 or whatever. And someone, they were telling me the story about a guy who claimed that after he took it, he, he like lived a full life. Yeah, because yeah, of the time dilation. Yeah, he was like, it was yeah, 40, yeah. 40 years. I had kids. Oh. I had a wife. And then like they oh, came to all insane. disoriented and confused. Like, where am I? Like, oh, whoa. Heard yeah. That, yeah. Like Roy, Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, that game. Yeah. You think he actually experienced someone else's life, or was it like a just a an, an, this, allu- this is what an imagination? But is that real? That's probably real. This, also. What I was told uh, by, by at the time, and this is probably like this is one of the first things I heard about it. They said when you die, your brain, you know, the, your glands releases or whatever something. releases a yeah. high dose of DMT. And so then my other friend was just like, "What if when you die, you get sent into an inner universe?" through the DMT release into your brain, and then you live a full other what life. that's what this but, but is? Ch- but check it out. Check it out. Let's Whoa. Ch- Whoa. Check it out. Hold on. Hold on. So here you are in this life, right? You're 70 years old, and you die in your sleep. Your brain releases DMT, which then, like Inception, sends you to another universe where time time on your bed is, like, slowed down, and now you live 70 years. But in that life, you die again. DMT is released in your brain, mm-hmm. and you go to another Inception. deeper level, like Inception. Yes. And one day... It's all gonna snap back and, and then you're gonna go back to your original life, and that's the. That's the you're just end. gonna wake up and scream. No, you die in your sleep. <laughs> okay, okay, you die before you wake up. Well, yeah, no, like you die, and then the DMT gets released, and then it sends you to a new life. Well, that's what these extended state DMT experiments are kind of looking for. Is they're trying to mimic that state. They're trying to keep people there with. I think it's like low dose DMT too. I don't think they're giving them the the big the mega dose. I don't know. And then they want to see like what's it like when you're in there. Is it like. Is it like that? Are you experiencing other lifetimes? Is it? Jesus, extended. Like when when I did the the hydro shrooms, it, it felt like years in there. I had so many different visions. Yeah, I woke. Yeah, it was crazy. So I can't imagine. I can't believe that they're allowed to do that because yeah. I know even this guy Shane. He was like, "Yeah, I did it three hundred times. I ended up in a psych ward." Oh yeah. Whoa, yeah, he really? talks about it. Yeah, yeah he ended up a in a psych ward, and he said that he kept going to visit these aliens and this purple woman, and the purple woman was his girlfriend. So oh. it got to that, and eventually the aliens were saying, I want to come back to Shane's world. Like, you keep coming here. I want to come back. And he was like, oh, fuck. I can't bring you back. You guys are like, you're aliens. I can't bring you back. And like, no one's <laughs> believing me anyway because they were like, don't talk about us down there. And it was so real, and he did it so many times, even though it was very short, lasted. Why not bring him back? That he ended up getting paranoid about it and ended up in a psych ward. Why not just be like, come on back, I guess, whatever. He didn't. He was just like, that's not going to be good for Earth. Can't do it, yeah. 
Can't bring you guys here. You're I aliens. I, Shane. Shane. It might be good. Bring them back, <laughs> Shane. Bring them back. <laughs> no. They're, they're coming anywhere. You know, here, here, here's here's the big the big issue though, right? The dude. Let, let's be real. He did a bunch of drugs, a lot, and, yeah. he, and he ended up in a psych ward. But calling DMT a drug is a little disingenuous because oh, your body on, makes it. It is yeah, a drug. It's, it's a chemical. Yeah, but your body it's makes a chemical. Drug. Your, yeah. your body has like endogenous opiates as well mm-hmm. and things. It's still a drug. I guess defining the word drug is a little confusing because sugar, I would call it a drug, but they call it a food. And it's but they're just just a chemical structure, and like DMT. But everything's like a. I mean, if you break yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. down. Everything's just like what. Are those really tiny things? Yeah, that, that, that's 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 quarks, that's planks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. quarks, planks, fermions, bosons. Yeah, like what else? Spinners. I that's why we don't Spinner? need the semantics. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't we don't need the semantics. You know what I mean? Like if if oh, someone's yeah. trying to convey an idea, then we understand that idea. If you want to get specific, you can get specific. But like, well, oh, it's not a drug because of this. But like, is, I don't do drug. drugs, and they'll be sucking on a, a Coca Cola, and I'm like, dude, yes, you do. You're drinking. Sugar right now. That's a drug. Coke, don't don't offend me if I use a, a, THC. Caffeine is a psychoactive stimulant. Yes. And it's but in I'm like talking about drug. sugar, which they call a food. It's, it's a, a sugar, drug. Sugar it's not super a, like agitative and, and, and addictive. Sugar's not a drug. According legally, it's not a drug. But that's I'm the saying, thing about like the word drug. Semantics. I understand what you mean semantically when you say sugar's a drug. It's addictive and, yeah. and it makes people erratic and things like that and hyper. But caffeine literally impacts your brain, blocking receptors, stimulating your muscles and things like that is a psychoactive stimulant. Yeah, yeah. So but people are like, I don't do drugs, and they're smoking and drinking a Coke. It's oh, like, yeah. you're doing a lot right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. So DMT, I, I think we should kind of liberate that chemical. Psilocybin I'm interested in, But too. we don't know what happens when you stay in those states for extended periods of time. Like, even like mushrooms, if you do one of those high doses, like, it lasts, it wears off. And you can't, you can, you can continue doing it, but you don't get the same kind of experience, right? And I've done a lot of hallucinogens. Uh, and I've noticed if I space them closely together, the trips will get, they'll change and it'll get worse. Mm. And I think it's some sort of sign, like, don't do these too frequently. Like, be careful with your body. So now I space it out because it affects the trip. So I think putting people into an extended date, state of a DMT high when it only lasts a certain number of minutes is super dangerous. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, know, some, people, with some people got, sure. got to go yeah, space. Yeah, it's you know careful. I mean? Yeah, but for that long, like, I don't know. Some people. What we would need to do careful. is we would need to go to the exact same place where you or Shane did their trip with the Purple Lady. Take someone who doesn't speak English from a country with totally different cultural norms. And see. And then give them a similar dose and see if they could describe anything similar. Because if they did, that would be trippy. I saw trolls. I saw trolls and purple lady on both the trips that i saw the purple lady what, trolls did, and the purple what lady. do the trolls look like like short and like kind of greenish and with little pointy ears and like ugly super ugly so do you think that a lot of like our fairy tale figures and some of that stuff from history that like the brothers Grimm wrote about was maybe the result of some kind of drug trip because it to me that seems to make sense i don't know i feel like i have no idea i mean it's possible like psychedelics have been around in tons of civilizations so yeah trolls yeah Pearl maybe it's the trolls yeah. i saw purple lady but the purple lady isn't yeah. like rampant in disney or anything not well, yet maleficent. We, gotta, we gotta write this woman into a maleficent a yes the purple lady but she's bad yeah this was a good purple lady interesting i think you might be right lydia like a lot of pearl jam's music was induced by drugs a oh, lot of like sure. religion music, comes yeah. from drugs too i don't know about that seeing god and a, th- a lot of that they just didn't write about it the bible took all mention of drugs out yeah i think it's because it does make you like question society and, and power structures 
Jesus himself questioned society yeah. and power structure. I don't think that they had a, an issue with that. I think that if there is no mention of drugs, it's possible that that wasn't really a thing. Now, Revelation, people really don't understand what's going on there. I don't know about that. What like, there's it? a lot going on. Crazy stuff. In Dad there. wants to write a book on Revelation. I want him to, for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. coming. Cool. That's That'd coming. That's great. What's, what is it's going to be illustrated. What's the crux of I have Revelation? Just, I can't get into crazy it. Crazy towns. I'm yeah. Not. Revelation? <laughs> yeah. Like the end of days? Oh, yeah. is that it? Right, the, pale the horse. mark of the beast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The seven you will seals. not be able to buy, sell, or trade unless you bear the mark of the beast. Right, right. Crazy. Is that the neural? You net? guys are more educated about this than me. I have no my idea. My, yeah. my knowledge is comes from a super chat we got a, like a few months ago, <laughs> where they explained the mark of the beast. It says you can't buy, sell, or trade, and I didn't believe it because I was like, "No, nah, that's too specific." No, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. And then I read it. I pulled it up. I was like, "Whoa, that's, that's our audience. They're awesome." Anyway, wow. how about we ask our audience by going to Super Chats? Yes, so if you haven't nice. already, smash that like button. Become a member at TimCast.com for the exclusive members-only segment, which will be coming up after the show. And uh, we have a first Super Chat, which I'm going to read. So again, smash that like button. And Archangel762 says, please talk about the update to the James Younger case. Absolute freaking tragedy. We will cool. in the bonus segment because that one is spicy for YouTube. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. A talk Fuji says, marry me, Michaela. <laughs> hmm. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. Axel Thunderpaw says, Peterson's, booked sa- Peterson's books saved me from my lowest points and helped me develop character. I have nothing but respect for the Peterson family, the struggles they've endured, and I just want to say thank you. Aw, thanks, man. Your mom's the unsung hero. Yeah. That's hard times. Too. I don't know her. Yeah. Ooh, seems like I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's the generator. Here's a good one. The generator. Max Stahl says, Habibis, today is a good day. Tim, you often say that left libertarianism can't scale up. Isn't libertarianism inherently right wing? I consider many, many libertarians to be moderate li- liberals in denial. It is not inherently right wing. Big L libertarianism, like the libertarian party, is a more right wing ideology and closer to ANCAP. But you can be libertarian in that you don't adhere to a strict authority. You cooperate with, it's, it's, it's like this. Um, on the political compass, you have left, which is cooperative markets, and right, which is competitive markets. So a left libertarian would be like, Ian, let's have an agreement. I'll mow the lawn and you wash the dishes. Deal. No money exchanged at all. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to do when it's just me and Ian. But you add 10 people, and now it's like, okay, who's doing what? You're trying to manage it. Okay, how about, Mikhail, you manage what everyone's doing, but everyone has to agree to it. There's no competition. There's no exchange of, of goods. It's just we all agree to work together. It doesn't scale up very well. You get past 100 people, and now no one knows who's doing what, and people get confused. And so they invented money, and then you get right libertarianism, where it's like, okay, I'll just give you this universal trade medium to exchange the labor that we're all doing. So that's why left libertarianism libertarianism doesn't scale very well. All right. Lisby says, love you, Michaela. Huge fan. Thanks for sneaking down to the States. I didn't even have to sneak. People don't know, but you can't, I think you can't drive over the border. This is really stupid. But you can't drive over the border, but you can fly, and people don't bug you because the border is full of Americans, and they're like, we don't care. Huh. Uh, and you do. There is, it's getting back is still a bit iffy, but I've had COVID, so I don't have to quarantine. Thank you, anyway. Oh. Little Tails Farm says, great news. All 12 of our I Am Samani eggs are fertile and growing nicely in the incubator. It means Tim will get some eggs in the future when they begin to lay Little Tails Farm YouTube channel. That would be fantastic. So um, we unfortunately lost some of the eggs in the incubator because we had a rot. I think we had two rotten eggs. And so, yeah, and it was getting really bad. And so I I pulled a bunch of the eggs out. I I think they were bad. So we have, I think, six now. 
that are growing. So that's so cool. That's see, so right? cool. Did you yeah. see him? He has a I flashlight. He can show you like, the blood vessels. You take a little flashlight. I want to see the it. eggs. Yeah, and you, you can see them move too. They like <gasps> really the eggs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's see where are we at. <laughs> a lot of people are saying, "Let's get the tap and Z back now." Yes, because Cuomo is out. All right. All right. Huh. Bogdanov says, "Tim and team, please get Louis Rossman, right to repair guy, on your show." He said he has tried to contact you multiple times, but no response. Well, that's funny because I tried multiple times to contact him. So it sounds like we just need to communicate a little better. He did email me. We're going to make it happen. He's busy. He's running his cool. business. I totally get it. We'll make it happen. All right. Let's see. Tim Rowe says, Central New York here. We wanted Cuomo gone for years. Never represented us. In a sticky situation, most people north of the city are more right wing, but cities control the state. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Multi says, hello, Michaela. What is your dad's philosophical view on neutering pets or having pets? Do you think they have aspirations to have children like us? <laughs> I have never been asked that question before. That's a good question. Um, that's why I wanted to read it. You know, yeah, so that's, that's a that's a great question. Do pets have aspirations like I don't think they have aspirations like us. So I don't think he I don't think he cares about that. Sorry. Does he like having pets, though? He really likes cats. Me too. Duh. Yeah, of course. But, um, and cats specifically, but then I was allergic to cats and mm-hmm. so was my mom. So kind of crushed that dream. That's, that's why he has to pet one when he sees it. Yeah. On yeah. The street. That's how like that any works. cat that's out there. That's right. None at home. It's true. Someone said Rand Paul was suspended from YouTube. Jeez. I, I wouldn't be su- Yeah, that yeah. video we put out, I wouldn't be surprised. You saw it? No. He's like, resist. They can't arrest us all. Oh, Hurrah. well, yeah, that's going to, yep, that's a, that's was, a way to go <laughs> fast. He, his shirt was off, and he was riding a stallion yeah, holding true, a sword. Yeah. Amazing. Totally it's like the, the civil rights era again, but instead of getting dragged off in handcuffs, now they're just getting banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're getting, like, suspended. Mike G says, Tim, Texas is turning blue. Texas, hold my beer. The Texas Supreme Court voted to uphold arresting Democrats for leaving the state during session. Nice try, Tim. Hey, look, I'm not saying it's 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 blue now. So obviously the Supreme Court is saying arrest them. All these Hollywood celebrities are moving in Texas and they're bringing their staff with them. May I make a point? What else a court in Texas did recently with James Younger? Yep. You guys should look that up if you haven't heard well, that. We'll, well, we'll be talking about that. I know. I'm just saying. All right. Mm, let's see. I don't know what this is pertaining to, but uh, I'm going to read the question anyway. Sloth Leadfoot says, Michaela recently planned a podcast with Tim Dillon that hasn't been released. He keeps canceling. (gasps) This guy is... He's hard to get a hold of. No, he's not hard to get a hold of. (laughs) He's not hard to get a hold of. He's hard to get a podcast with. It was like day before cancellations twice. I was like, okay. You know, I I just found out he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Yeah. He's like number four. Who, Tim? Tim Dillon. Dillon, yeah. Tim Dillon, it's yeah. massive. He's got to be the most popular comedian in the states oh, right yeah. now. He's having fun. He just yeah. appeared out of nowhere for, if, to me. Did you? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know who it was like two years ago. I didn't. I never heard his name. I hadn't. Then when all did, of a sudden, he was you, huge. Yeah, like, like a, he went on Rogan, a year I think, and a him. bit ago or something. Yeah. He's massive though. But yeah, so there's no podcast. It will come when Tim wants to come on. There you go. So it goes. Fine Castle says I have an important question. I want to ask Michaela Peterson: Is the room clean? Such a great guest. Love both your podcasts. It's spotless in here. This room? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, spotless. Super organized. <laughs> um, when, uh, our, our kitchen wasn't. But that's because everyone's always cooking and there's like zucchinis everywhere. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of zucchinis. We have, we have like 30 eggs right now because people don't eat eggs apparently. I thought. I hate eggs. We're, we're, oh. getting, we're getting now five eggs per day. Give me Soon some. to be six. Heck yeah. Make so them into like, chickens. Well, chickens some, are good. Yeah, but then we got 
What do we do with all the chickens? Eat them. <laughs> yeah, but you can eat them after like, what is it, like a year? It takes a while. It takes a year? You don't have the like GMO chickens that grow really fast? <laughs> oh. Like if you're preparing no, for the end of times. Vanessa Don't you want is, the monster chickens that are like this big? Vanessa is a monster chicken. She's, she's fat. She's big. She's huge. She's a big girl. She's the one. She, so if you go out into the <clears throat> little grazing area, she runs full speed right up to you. Oh. And then she stands just like waiting. Oh, the other no. chi- The other chickens are scared. <laughs> so How are you, you going to eat that chicken? Are you well, <laughs> to be fair, the, the cast of Chicken City I don't think will ever be eaten. Mm. Yeah. They're like – so we're, we're, we're building the new coup and we're putting cameras up. And then we're going to have chicken drama and we're going to have like you know Team Margaret and Team Vanessa – Oh my god! Yeah, it gets intense. That's it cool. Does. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. The rooster. I mean, he's just drama. We didn't know we had a rooster he's too. Twenty four seven. We thought they were all hens. And then one day, the rooster started going, Bleh! and we were like, "What is that? <laughs> What's wrong with?" It? I thought it. I thought it was an alpha hen because sometimes a, a hen will become like alpha and start yelling, and then people were like, "Dude, I think you just got a misgendered, you know, rooster." Yeah, it was assigned female at birth, but was actually, actually male. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Was it, is it pissed off now? <laughs> I mean, he's a chill dude, but he got brave. He, 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 he attacked me a couple weeks ago. So he's pissed off. He's, no, no, no. He's just That's like, he's, they, he's yeah, trying to assert himself. Right? Well, oh, no, 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 no. You don't he know. He doesn't know what we're saying. <laughs> okay. But I was in there and I was collecting eggs and he like jump kicked my leg and I turned around and I, I'm not going to say I kicked him, but I, I like slowly put my, my boot and lifted him up and just like gave him a little like push. And then he went nuts and ran away screaming and was freaking out. Because, like, wow. you, you can't let them uh, attack you in a certain, like, position over you. Because no. then, then, then they'll attack people. That's what happens in Zelda when you hit a chicken. They run around like that, too. Well, so, like, the issue is if he thinks that he's on top of the pecking order with the people, someone might go in there and he might run up and start pecking them. And, that you know, so I have to happen. be like, you have you to know. be the, on the top of the diamond side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With your chickens. And then yeah. we, had, we had people over and they hypnotized him. Oh, they did yeah. that yeah. You, you put him on the ground and then draw a line. Yeah. And then they Does just, that work? Yeah. He wow. just goes like totally limp and we just It's just, on the Cast Castle, last Cast Castle video, the <clears throat> vlog channel that we started. Oh there, there's my a video this is it. a real thing. It's wild. He just lays there and then Tim was like poking so his legs and he was just Why does that happen? I, st- I don't know. I don't even think she knew how. She just knew it worked. Yeah. Interesting. All um, right, let's I'm see what we got here. Faces. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what is this? Legema Thigayan, I think I'm pronouncing that right, says, I am a proud Zilquaxon, member of the Zilquax gender. I use Zilks and Squilks pronouns. That means I'm allowed to put my hand on anyone's waist, even though I'm hideously ugly, hideously ugly, and resemble a chimpanzee full of snakes. (laughs) Excellent super chat. Well done. Chimpanzee full of snakes, yeah. (laughs) That's very involved. (laughs) Chimpanzee full of snakes. That was a lot of work. Yeah, good work. All right. Cameron Terry says, in Christianity, marriage is one man and one woman. And through marriage, you become one flesh. Everything you do is together and for God's kingdom. Christianity is one of the largest faiths. And so that structure became prevalent. Very interesting. I can see it. Part of it, certainly. Biological unification. Yeah. Ryan Berkabile says, if you ever see pics of Keanu, he looks like he is holding everyone's lower back. But in reality, when you zoom in, his hand is always hovering two inches away. I did a video on this. Yeah. Oh, that's very really polite. It ended up getting like two million views, yeah. and um, it's kind of sad. That's I, I get it. It's polite, but like I take I take pictures of people. We we, we put our hands over our shoulders. Our people. We'll put yeah, their, we took know. pictures like that earlier. I mean, yeah, people are like, hey, you know, and it's not like a sexual thing, but Keanu is being smart. Well, yeah, but does anyone care if Keanu puts his 
like hand on your you can never like, be too back. Careful. Does or, it, or is like is you this know, Keanu Reeves? Yes. Okay, so like, but but think about the threat of accusations from he meets a fan. He doesn't know how old she is. Do you think that? I've heard he's super polite. Like he still takes the subway and things. Like I bet that you think that's because he's concerned about accusations. Because I would assume that he's just like uber polite. I don't. I wouldn't say that he's sitting there going like, oh no, what if someone accuses me? He's saying like, oh no, what if I make someone mad by touching them? So like politeness, right? But it's a sign of we hear all these stories where it's like yeah. you cross the line by you know you put your hand on someone's shoulder and took a picture with them. Take so he's face. like his yeah. hand is hovering. I'm like, look, what if he was at a, an event and he's leaving and a young woman comes up and she's like, hey, and she comes up with him and she puts her arm around him and he grabs her and turns out she's you know 16 or something and then they're like, oh no, look at this imp- improper. So he's just like, I'm not touching you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I guess he's a he, he's a, a a gentleman. Keanu's great. Old-fashioned. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Grant Thompson says, in British Columbia, it's six months living with a woman, and then you are in common law marriage. If she is a roommate and she claims she is dating you, it will not be hard for her to get enough proof. Tread carefully. Whoa. Six? Really? Wow. I thought it was two years. I'll look that up. Yeah. Six months? Yeah, that seems... That seems crazy. I thought it was two years, maybe in bc or three years in ontario or something six months all right elizabeth Carm- uh, carmella comedian says hi tim and gang i watch you guys every night with my son orion he's nine and autistic although he doesn't understand much of the content now i pray you are all still around when he has grown in this crazy world searching for truth can you give him a shout out orion blow his brains you rock brother yeah what up orion thanks for watching the show yeah what's hey, up orion, orion? Yeah. keep it real be nice to your mom too she's Great. cool <laughs> Turk Longwell says, Tim, you're so hyperbolic. It's only politics. We need to smile, be positive, rejoice, pray, be kind. Oh, yeah, there. I can't say that one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he uh, he um, is making a point about electric dreams where they say in the show, kill all others. Hmm. I'm not going to read it directly in the line because, you know, YouTube. But then he says, fix climate, fix schools. It's a, You should really see it. You, you electric should, dreams? There's a show called Electric Dreams on Amazon. And the last episode is about a politician who says, kill all others. And then when this guy is like, what was that? Like, why are you advocating for violence? People are like, why are you mad? Are you another? Like, what's your, who cares? Oh my God. And so then everyone around him is like, he must be another. And it's like, no, 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 I'm just saying we don't, we shouldn't say these things. It's dangerous. And then eventually. That sounds stressful. Dude, it's a, it's a, it's, it was a good episode. I was impressed by it. Okay. Because I'm like, it's, it's literally the, the, the media saying fascist and alt-right. They just say alt-right, and then if you're like, hey, man, you shouldn't accuse... Then you're like, part of them. Then all of a sudden so you true. are. so true. It's yep. so true. Yep. Huh. That's, the, that's the creepy game they play. Electric dreams. Silverin Soul says, I'm in a poly relationship, and although mine is pretty healthy, I can confirm that most of the poly relationships I've seen are toxic and drama-filled. Many poly people act like they're somehow superior when they're really just hedonistic children. Hmm. Interesting. How is he not a... No offense to him, but why is he not a hedonistic child? I don't know. Give us the follow-up. I want to know that, too. Yeah. Daniel Welch says, Michaela, how big of a lurking monster do you think autoimmune is? We keep drifting further from an evolutionary appropriate diet, and once triggered, the immune system can attack almost anything. Thank you for all your hard work. Um, what was the first part of the question? Uh, how big of a lurking monster do you think autoimmune well, is? Well, t- huge. I mean, one in five people have a diagnosis, and it takes forever to get diagnosed. So I assume that it's more than one in five people who actually have one. I think it's a huge problem. I think like the the health 
state of North America is so catastrophic. If you go to other places, like you go to Serbia or Croatia, people there look like a different species from certain areas in the states here. So, yes, a huge lurking monster. That's why I'm talking about it. Otherwise, I talk about fun things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just purple lady. Just two hours. Purple yeah. Just me being like, all right, this is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Sondag says, I love your show and know you have cats. Unfortunately, we just had to put our cat Casper down not even 30 minutes ago. Oh. Please send prayers that he is in a better place and no longer in pain. Oh. Yes. Sorry to hear it, man. Very yeah. sorry. That's sad. Spartan Actual says, as an outcast who was bullied in school, as soon as I stood up to the biggest of them, they left me alone. Still was an outcast, but no one messed with me. But yes, if you can get out of a fight, then you should. I still right think on. you should yeah. just just go after it. It's simpler, more direct. I went the trying to make <laughs> him laugh route, but I still oh, have yeah. harbored resentment. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever well, stop. I, ever go away. Well, more psychedelics. More. DMT. Maybe that's yeah. the answer. That's the answer. Microdosing. Do you do microdosing? Yeah, I tried microdosing. I didn't really like it. I microdosed for a while. It was like, any honestly, for shrooms, anything below... Three makes me kind of uncomfortable. Hmm. So I do like massive doses or nothing at all. Interesting. All right. Trash Panda says, a lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep. Tywin Lannister. That's some good writing. Michelle B says, hi, Tim. Wanted to shout out Jordan's Deli in Falling Waters, West Virginia. Not far from you. They provide employment to people with disabilities. Check out Facebook page and stop by and try the best sandwiches in the West Virginia Eastern Panhandle. Ooh, that sounds pretty I good. I am going to go there. Jordan's Deli. That sounds awesome. We'll definitely check that out. Maybe we'll do a big order and get everybody in the crew uh, oh, cool. some lunch. Nice. Yeah, we could do that tomorrow. That'd be fun. Isaac Desmoreau says, glad you went carnivore and feel better. Thank you. Me too. All right. Sock Puppet Joe says, can you eat fish or seafood? So after two and a half years, I reintroduced fish. And I get autoimmune symptoms from farmed salmon, mm. but not from wild salmon Interesting. Uh, oh. for some reason. So I can do wild salmon, but mostly I eat beef and lamb. Those farmed salmon live in their own feces, I think. They well, they eat ar- different things. Like even organic farmed salmon can be fed organic soy. Now, salmon should be eating fish. They're literally mm-hmm. carnivorous fish. A lot of wow. them are fed soy. So I don't know why, but I, I, like, I can do a taste test, a blind taste test, and I'll get symptoms from the soy. What's an example of a symptom? Um, so generally it takes a little bit of time, but then my joints start hurting. So arthritis, my skin breaks out. Um, I get my rash and mood dip. Um, I'll get insomnia too. I used to have hypersomnia, but now when I have reactions, it's insomnia. So just unpleasant. I'm pretty unpleasant to be around. Joints is the first one? Uh, no. Insomnia is the first one. Oh. And then joints and, and uh, skin. Mm. All right. Quantum K9 says, started the lion diet in March and lost 34 pounds in six weeks. Almost six months carnivore now, maintained weight, pre-diabetes reversed, RA symptoms almost completely gone. Thank Yay. you, Michaela. Love you. Awesome. Yay. Yay. That makes me happy. That's, That's cool. Nice. That's Seth Hauser says, warheads were better if you want something sour. Oh, yeah. Mm. No. Warheads oh, were good. Oh, God, no. Warheads. Those <laughs> were <laughs> hard. Like, weren't too those much. the hard ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you can't chew them. Like, They're too sour. <laughs> so that is, that is but poor judgment. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, sour like warheads, But sour patch kids are yeah. legit the best. Yeah. Ones. That's what's up. Kyle Holland says, vitamin C's lowest limit tried is 10 grams, and there is 15 grams in one pound of red meat. Milligrams. Milligrams? Oh, he, he put 10G, but uh, maybe it's milligrams. milligrams. Yeah. yeah, 10 so, milligrams. Yeah. Yes. Okay, there you go. That seems, that, I think that's what I've read. That's like an eight ounces, like one serving or something. 
Seems to be enough to keep me alive and without scurvy. Mm, yeah, you don't have scurvy. Wow, Calvin Fox says, my wife is allergic to corn-based and cane-based sugars. Anything from the grass families. Yeah, but not honey. That's the weird thing. So I can eat a little bit of honey now. I react huh. terribly. I've got terrible like grass allergies and things. So I thought there maybe it was there. I couldn't believe it because it doesn't seem to make any sense. But yeah, cane sugar is a huge problem. Do you ever eat manuka honey? Yeah. That's the stuff. That's like heals wounds and stuff. It's I've tastes heard. Amazing. It does. Yeah, they used it at the hospital. Ian ordered all those tubs of honey you saw. Oh, oh, you saw those. Nice, yeah. I did. And they're really so just crystallizes. Yeah, 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 I know. And the crystallized so, version's better. Ooh, I th- I like it better. It's like icing. Yeah, it's, it's like really sugar. It crystallizes yeah. into like sugar. Yeah, that's cool. So cool. All right, um, Hayden <laughs> says. Michaela is the absolute best, and her dry humor is my favorite. Thanks for coming out tonight. Ah, oh, thank you. I'm really glad that you appreciate it. I tried doing dry humor on Instagram, and people were like, oh, look what you just said. There's innuendos there. I was like, that what? was the joke. <laughs> Dude. Brilliant. People are brilliant. Alexander L. Fret says, Europe was polygamous before the Middle Eastern religion called Christianity spread to the region. Islam allows many wives for who has financial capacity, but mostly monogamous. Royalty had concubines in Asia, not commoners. Interesting. Mm. Hmm. Hondo says, Tim, can you and Seamus make a cartoon of a super mustache man pillow fighting zombie Nazi? We had to edit because it won't let you say the short version of communist in super chat. <laughs> Perhaps. We had a really, we had a, we had a brainstorming session and we came up with a really good idea for a bit. I can't say too much, but it's like mocking Cuomo. And it's like really dark. You probably wouldn't laugh at it. You'd just be sitting there disturbed. But um, I'd laugh. I think, yeah, I think if you're into like the pictures we have from George Alexopoulos, G Prime 85, check him out. Good artist. Oh, oh my if gosh. you think his art's funny, then. <laughs> this is funny, but holy shit, I'm going to have nightmares from that Biden one. <laughs> He's good, man. I'm a big fan of Jinji Ito. Yeah, the, 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 the manga That's horror stuff. stuff. It's just yeah. super creepy. And yeah, it's like. No. I had no, no. I've been too insane at periods of my life to like be okay with it. Like that's a little too close. Did you watch horror movies growing up? Uh, Constantly, like all I watched were horror movies until realistically, until my depression went away, and then I was like, no more. So you were limited in what you could watch, but you also had like TV, specifically TV. Like we had two channels, and they were really fuzzy. And Simpsons was on, and we weren't allowed to watch TV. But when I got older, like I had my computers, I watched TV shows. Do you think the crazy, the dark movies drove you insane? No. Symptom. Straight up no. Yeah. All right. Jay Dillalove says, I'm a woman, 30-year-old carnivore for one year. I was 30 before I lived my first day without horrible pain. Michaela, Aww. you saved my life. Thank you. Oh, my God. Awesome. Good. Good. I'm so glad you're feeling better. That's why I talk about this, even when the media is like, meh. Like, fuck you. So, uh, not a chance says, my dad, the inventor of toaster strudel, is a joke from the movie Mean Girls. Okay. Uh, Gretchen Wieners drops it to try and get out of trouble. So I, I was pretty oh, sure she yeah. was joking when she said it. I was like, I'm pretty sure she's just being like, you know, okay, my okay, dad, okay. inventor of toaster. Strudel. That's where it came from. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. That movie was good. That's good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> that was a good movie. It was really good. Yeah. I got to watch that. Really good. It's so. Christopher Roth says, Hail Lobster and Graphene. I appreciate the whole Peterson family. <laughs> Hope your father is doing okay. Thanks, man. Do you know much about graphene? No. It's a monoatomic layer of carbon pure carbon oh graphene yeah okay i it's thought right you meant there. like graphing like a verb of graphene some sort no, graphene it's, it's okay why would you what, why does that matter it's, they're gonna you can use it as a building material it's like more electrically conductive than copper uh you can use it as a super capacitor for batteries it's destructible like paper and ba- so we can build like touchscreen clothing with it basically ian Seriously? yeah it's the 21st century steel it's gonna 
You can make all clothing out of that? Yeah. It's going to completely here? transform the planet. Not all, here. Well, we're still figuring out how to synthesize it in mass amounts cheaply. But once they figure it out, it's going to revolutionize everything. The steel industry is going to have a lot of resistance, and the copper industry is going to resist it, which they kind of are right now. They're not talking about it. Uh-uh. But this ba- Basically, is Ian read an article 10 years ago, and now he wants you to have a Obsessed ever since. Cool, yeah. That's a cool, cool thing. But I got him a graphene for Christmas. Yeah, Tim hooked me up. Yeah. It's a little, oh, little that's He nice. speaks my love language. Yeah, that's graphene, yeah. That's Thanks, cool. Tim. I, I was like, I wonder if I can. But we also bought these graphene batteries. So here's, a, here's an example of what it can do. Uh, you know those little batteries you plug your phone into? It's like ex- external batteries. Yeah. They take a long time to charge, so it's like it could have two cell phone charges in it, but it takes like 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. They actually can run graphene through it, so the electrical electrical charge goes in and evenly charges everything. So we actually have graphene batteries that can fully charge, I think it's two and a half full cell phone charges in 15 minutes. You plug it in, in 15 minutes, the capacity of that can charge your phone two and a half times. So why so, isn't it being used? Is it expensive? It is. I mean, uh, there's. I mean, like, but it is being used. Like, you can literally go on Amazon and buy graphene batteries. It's still. Why ex- isn't that the norm? Because the copper industry is very profitable. Is it ex- and the copper wiring, they, it will undo copper wiring. Well, will it really? I yeah, don't know. We'll, we'll use brittle, graphene wiring. Well, once graphene in, on its own is brittle, but you can alloy it with stuff. To be honest, I'm not a chemist, but um, I know some, and uh, I think that's why we're not hearing about it too much. I'm obsessed mm. with this thing. I talk about it as much as I can. All right, let's see. Graphene. That's right. Look it up. As One We Rise says, there is a huge DMT-inspired music festival August 27th at the original Woodstock in Bethel, New York. Ooh. It's called Mind Church Festival. If anyone is interested in DMT, this is a place to go. Interesting. Ooh, to do it. I see where you're getting at. Okay. <laughs> Robin W. says, God is absolutely real. I had a near-death experience, and you can believe what you want, but we will answer to our creator, our creator in due time. Mm. Interesting. Was it a purple lady? I'm curious now. I don't know if the purple lady is God. I felt, it felt, you know, when I had that trip, it felt like a God. You know, so I'm one of those people that's like, there's a lot of them out there. Maybe there's one one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think mm. God is like the cosmic microwave background radiation. Have you seen a radio telescope of it? It's like this web of energy in the universe. Mm. I'll show you a picture of it. Yeah, I want to see a picture. Fluxing through seemingly everything. I don't know what I think God is. I'm not sure yet. Oh, Maybe after DMT. DMT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Blan, Blanugawa says, check out JBP's podcast with Brian Mura Rescue, the immortality key, and Professor Carl Ruck about the role of psych- the role psychedelics may have played in people's going from paganism to religion. Would be awesome guests too. Congrats on your health, Michaela. Thank you. Yeah, I think most of us heard that story about like, you know, primates taking mushrooms yeah. and then like, and then Whoa. that's what <clears throat> spurred on their intelligence. Yeah. That theory? Yeah. Interesting. That's a theory. pretty good I like that theory. Yeah. Pretty good theory. It's a fun theory. Yeah, it is a fun theory. One, yeah. Ryan Sternberg says read Alien Information Theory, Psychedelic Drug Technologies and the Cosmic Game by Dr. Andrew Gallimore. He plus Rick Strassman running extended state experiments. We are at the frontier, people. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what was it called? Uh, It's called Alien Information Theory, Psychedelic Drug Technologies and the Cosmic Game. Jesus, that's not very catchy. I know, (laughs) right? The author (laughs) is Andrew Gallimore. Okay, thanks. G-A-L-I. That's cool. And Rick Strassman are doing the extended state experiments on DMT. DMT. Cool. I think he wrote the spirit molecule, right? DMT spirit molecule, hmm. Rick Strassman. Possible. I'm not sure. And they're the, and he's the one doing the extended state DMT? That's the one. Know. That's what, that what that comment said. He wrote this. 
Beard Mongoose? That's check. the same guy? Really? Don't I think so. Or maybe what? Gotta look it up. Laura sure. says, Ian, you always say ignorant things about the Bible. Why don't you take a Bible study? It's really disgusting having to listen to you spout such BS. Dang. Uh, what kind of Bible study? Because I don't like sitting in a classroom Why don't and you being... talk to Seamus? Oh, that I'm into. Yeah. We should do it on air. We should do like just pure deep, deep dive. I love talking about religion. It's fun. Good Me stuff. too. Um, you should definitely talk to Seamus. He's yeah, Rick Strassman wrote DMT, the spirit molecule. And is he the, the one doing the extended DMT? I'm trying to find yeah, out. that thing. Rick Strassman? I think so, yeah. I'm looking it up. That would surprise me. All right, Kevin Hauser says, Yo, Tim et al., y'all are awesome. Would you ask your guest her thoughts on ephatic coupling, how neurons in the brain communicate wirelessly, one love, and be transformed by the renewal of your minds? Ephatic coupling is fascinating because basically the way neurons interact electromagnetically is they send an electromagnetic charge from one neuron to the next and that's how they communicate thoughts but there's other ways called ephatic coupling where they seem to communicate without any any electricity then they like i don't know if they're vibrating other neurons elsewhere and that they've seen it, 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 it from what i've studied in one brain they see ephatic coupling between a neuron here and a neuron there that are far away yeah yeah i've heard of this and i'm wondering if you can do it across the room because I don't see why not at that point. What are thoughts? Jesus. I have no idea. Like, how the hell does that work? I don't know. <clears throat> That's I cool don't know, stuff. man. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Ephatic coupling. You know when you, like, call someone and I've it's busy? Of... I don't know. It used to be the phones would be busy. Mm-hmm. They'd be calling you at the exact same moment that you called them. You know, you I had a weird experience where my friend called my friend and I called one of them. And I, I got into their phone call and they couldn't hear me and I was listening. Oh, that's weird. Whoa. Isn't that weird? You, like so that. back when phones were mounted on walls, there were several instances where I'd pick the phone up and it wouldn't, there'd be no dial tone. And then I would just be like, hello. Oh. And my friend was like, hello. And I was like, dude, I was about to call yeah. you. Yeah, and yeah, they were that. like, dude, I literally just called you. Yeah. It's too, Whoa. that's too common to be a coincidence. Like it didn't even ring. I just grabbed the phone and it's weird. the exact Yeah, yeah. Moment. That used to happen to me all the time too. Interesting. Ah, yeah. oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. That was right. kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Magic is real. All right. Sonny James cool. says, don't feel hopeful by any of these resignations. Much like I didn't feel the Gates divorce would haul the, face, the faces of the criminal syndicate to prison. To me, Cuomo or Newsom's resignation means nothing to derail the syndicate. Just a semblance of accountability, IMO. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe he'll go to jail it's for the nursing home thing. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but we'll see. All right. Let's see. We'll do a couple more here. What is this? Danine S says, to the person who lost their cat, please Google Rainbow Bridge. Yes. That's the first thing I thought of. Oh. That's where your pets go. All right. Let's see. Waterproof Towel says, Junji Ito, Sleeping Man. That's the one where time in the dreams extends. Gets to the point the person spends a thousand years in a dream and then some. Cool. Like that Black Mirror episode. We've got I, we got a bunch of the Junji Ito books downstairs. So good. Very disturbing. Recommend it. Yes, very disturbing. Ugh, I don't I need any more them. disturbing in my life. Yes. I know life is crazy enough. That's, That's awesome. Oh, man, yeah. yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't need more. That's fair. Yeah, like it. That's why that Biden thing's getting to me. <laughs> don't look at it. Oh, I can't away. stop. It's not a stop. <laughs> All right. Duloc says, hello, Tim. Buying a home in West Virginia, moving from Maryland Woo. in September. I'm 24 years old with a two-year-old and a fiance. Anyone can do it. Go freedom. Yes. Gosh darn West Virginia, right. man. Live in the mountains. Fight the bears. Well, don't actually fight the bears, but. Punch the bears. Take out anyone trying to bully you, right? <laughs> what do you do? Do you like punch into their throat with your, with your fingers and then rip their throat open with your fingernails from yeah. the inside? Yeah, that's work. not. Like, how do you stop a wolf or a bear? Um, not it, like that. If it's up on you. In the mouth, right? Gun. And then you rip. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> it depends on what kind of bear. If it's a grizzly, you I think well, grizzlies are what you play dead, right? Or is that a black? Oh, one of them black, you can yell at. You can, black bears. I think black bear, you make a whole bunch of noise. And you, you have to fight them. Yeah, or if just you, intimidate them or make them. But if they yeah. attack you, you have to fight. Oh, black bears, if they attack you, they're going to they're gonna kill you. Grizz, grizzlies, if you play dead, they'll just swat you around and they'll maybe leave you alone. Swat dead. jeez, oh, yeah. Well, you, crawl, you protect your neck, you crawl into a ball, and you just... You know, go defensive. Go or you it. could just not live somewhere where there were bears. <laughs> we got bears all over the place. We have foxes. A fox is always lurking around. I love Because he wants our chickens. Foxes are little, though. Yeah, yeah. They're not, are I mean, they're they're smaller than a dog, but it's decently big. But you could kick them, right? I mean, you're going to get... Solid you, kick. I'll tell you this. You get bit by a fox, you're going to be in the hospital getting your rabies shot for the next oh, few weeks. Sure. They're not, not really aggressive, fun. are they? Foxes, aren't they? They run, run away. away. Yeah. You don't want to get bit, ladies and gentlemen. If you uh, would would uh, would you kindly smash that like button, and uh, uh, hopefully that compels you all to do so for those Bioshock fans. And uh, follow us at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Thanks for hanging out. This has been fun. We're going to go to Timcast.com for the members only segment for those that are interested in checking it out. And uh, when you become a member, you're supporting our fierce and independent journalism. So so please do that. Is there anything you wanted to shout out before we leave the live portion of the show? I don't think so. I think, actually, if people are interested, I do want to mention an app. We're building an app. I'm working on an app with my dad called AIM, and it breaks down your life into eight categories and allows you to identify which parts you're not happy with. So, like, you know, health, relationships, work, whatever. There's eight parts. And then it allows you to make a goal-setting plan to fix those areas of your life. So it's about building resilience. AIM. It's going to be out next year, I hope. Sweet. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Michaela. Thanks for having me. Um, that was fun. Yeah, I'll show you the CMBR after this. this is what I think okay. God is. Hey, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Ian. Ian Crossland here. <laughs> We're forgetting to announce ourselves. This show has been really trippy and a lot of fun. I didn't realize that Michaela was into all this stuff. It's going to be a fun after show for sure. You guys should all join. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Liz as I continue my goal to have more followers and Sour Patch Kids, much as I love them. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.